I'd like to take his face. Oh. She call himself ass kick instead. Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beat to you? Yes! Am I getting through to you? Hello, and welcome to We Bought a Nick on We Bought a Mike, a pop culture cage cast, a angel cast. I was going to say, you need to edit, dub over uh, the part where Nick Cage in the intro is yelling, I'm a vampire, I'm a vampire, and put, I'm an angel, mm-hmm. I'm an angel, but mm-hmm. like extremely monotone. In the arms of an angel. I am Ernest. I am um, someone, I was an angel, and then I chose to become a human so that I could record this podcast with you beautiful people. My name is Hunter. I'm Drew, and I have a question for our guest once you introduce yourself. Oh, God. Joining us today is my lovely girlfriend, my fallen angel. Keep it professional. (laughs) Lee Perry. Hello. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Lee, has Ernie not made you listen to that song already? Oh no! I don't. All this is also the intro. Wow. It's yeah. so new to me. I because he's he's so proud of it. <laughs> I just I, assumed he no, would have already I, made you listen to it. I think he's a little scared. which he should be. He's a little scared to show me his full wabam self because he he doesn't want to turn me off. But it makes me mm. so horny. Like he doesn't mm. know, but like when I hear him like talk about Nick Cage for like three hours, it just what? Well, wait until you Ooh. find out that I'm a messenger from God. <laughs> In person, I feel like you're not going to be able to control yourself. <laughs> I feel like it's going to get gross. It's going to be like some Meg Ryan Cage-like connection, where Ernest will just be like just existing as a person, not really doing anything, and you'll just be fawning over this guy. Yeah. Well, I just have to say, if we're just going to jump right in right there, I don't think Meg Ryan really knows how to be horny. We're she talking- doesn't know have you seen when Harry met Sally? Oh, you know what she should try is oh, pouring no. hot yogurt over she's, her feet. She's <laughs> like she's like a K she's like a Kmart model version. <laughs> yeah, of horny. I mean, that's people like that. You How know? dare you talk shit about the queen? Literally, I I swear to God, I thought today that she was on like a home and garden cover, and I was like, is that she is. Ryan? Is she back? And then no, no. I was just a, it was just a lady. I'm going to tell you right She's, now. Uh, Meg, Meg Ryan's a lady. Meg Ryan's ability uh, to be charismatic is not uh, the problem in this movie. It was just like a lady, you know? Yeah, she's like one of the best parts of the movie. Do um, you, I mean, do you think if you were an actress in this movie, Lee, do you think that you would be able to have good chemistry with Nick Cage's performance? Oh, not, okay. First we're talking I, City of Angels this week, folks. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say if I were a character in the movie as if a different character than Meg Ryan, I would obviously be like the Latina friend that she works with who like works behind the receptionist desk, you know, and I, I would be the one giving her advice. Yeah. He calls and you pick up the phone. You go, hello, it's for you. <laughs> That's your line the whole time. But before we dive too much further in, just a little bit of table setting here. So first of all, God is great. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so jot, jot that down. Yeah. Pop culture Christian cast here. Got me. This is a really Christian movie. Yeah. This is, we we are doing a Nick Cage series. If you just happen to be just jumping in cold into the City of Angels podcast. If you're podcast, just hitting on Google City of Angels podcast <laughs> yeah. and we are the which, lone results to pop up. Which Your by the way spike. if you type in City of Angels this movie does not come up. It is a penny dreadful uh, It's the City of Angels that's why. <laughs> no the no, movie it's not. No, it's just City of Angels. How dare you. <laughs> If you type in City of Angels, uh, well, now Google knows my search history. So, of course, the movie pops up. But before I was getting Penny Dreadful colon City of Angels. This is completely unrelated. Or you might get 24K Golden, uh, the artist who made a song called City of Angels. The thing is, we're talking this is 1998. This Uh, This is his follow up to 97's. Face Off, which we talked last week, and Con Air, right? Same year, same year, exactly. Monster Year, crazy. Like one big. of those movie star years. Yeah, um, um, yeah. So, I yeah, I had not. This was not on my radar whatsoever. I think uh, it's not on most people's it, radars. I, I w- wouldn't say it's aged very well, uh, and also it's really weird. <laughs> It's super weird. It's a very strange movie. I think I think in some way in some ways it has kind of aged well because of its weirdness because it's just so out there. It doesn't feel like a typical 90s well, romance movie. It's, it's there's some odd choices. It's aged well in certain ways because it's very reminiscent of Nicholas Sparks books and movies. Mm. That's an interesting. It, it has yeah. a shitload in common with those. Yeah. Like particularly God. Yeah, well, just like uh, an angel be like looking out for someone and someone like falling for them or what? Like it, that's just straight. Even the you way know, that it, he it ate sh- that shit. Even the way that it's shot is just like every Nicholas Sparks adaptations with lots of soft lenses and. I love the way this is shot. <laughs> I'm serious. It looks great. It's I, shot that, by John. That does Seale. not make two of us. I, John Seal, just... who shot Mad Max Fury Road. Wow. Yeah, like, so his best work was ahead of him. Is what you're saying? <laughs> that's that's good for him. The thing is this it's just shot like it's It's, in in the 90s like this is just how you shot stuff no yeah this movie is just like the most 90s core shit that i've ever seen in my life that it was like almost to the point because it's late 90s that it almost this movie would have been better if it was a parody of itself because it almost borderlines it it gets really close (laughs) to that but this movie is so self-serious in so many moments it's the least sensual erotic movie that i've ever seen in my life i want to give you the floor yeah so this is your your favorite movie ever um no (laughs) i'm not going to jump on here and defend the city of angels for like three hours you know what i mean Why not? i'm definitely gonna let you, you guys rip it to you pick the movie but no it's you not. like it for no i picked it because to some extent i i wanted to throw my hat in the ring with something that was unique and like oh i knew you guys were, you guys were takes. gonna watch every single funny or over the top nick cage movie i was like well what if i make it sensual for these guys mm. what if what are your thoughts on the movie um okay so another reason why i picked this movie is because it was my first impression of nick cage so every time i heard people say that nick cage is just like crazy can't i couldn't imagine it because i always saw this like very calm (laughs) genteel person in my head and then through the years people would talk about these crazy movies and how incredible he is and i'd be like 
My only point of reference is... He's just that very stoic angel who falls in (laughs) love with a doctor. (laughs) So, um, you know, I always had this very calm version of this person with this intense eye thing that he does the whole movie where he doesn't blink at all. I thought that was him. Throughout his whole career. Yeah, you pointed that out, and then I couldn't unsee it. Honestly, like extent, he's doing like a Anthony Hopkins, uh, two-time Academy Award winner Anthony Hopkins uh, in Silence of the Lambs. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, just not blinking for extended. Tips. Yeah, it makes sense because, like, like logically, why would an angel who doesn't feel anything have to blink? They're not feeling eye strain. Yeah. Like they're not, that, they're yeah. not feeling the wind on their out. eyes. I yeah. mean, really, do they even need feet? Like we should really think they about don't. that. They don't leave tracks on the sand. Do they, shouldn't they be sexier? <laughs> well, first of all, let's. Was Cage sexy in the 90s? Let's talk about something here. Okay. Because you could be ugly, but be hot in the 90s. Mm, really just in, could, I think in the past in general. You, you Billy could. Crystal's like right there in that same like, range like look at jerry seinfeld yep like exactly somehow he's it's hot it's because men uh ran everything and you just had to they were like you know what you're gonna take what you get <laughs> yeah. from us yeah. like literally because women still had to be pretty it. hot you know uh, yeah. they didn't have a choice and like, then like, elaine is way more hot than yeah. any of those guys and then the men are just get it but ass ugly <laughs> Whoa, Costanza! Can you imagine how much easier things would be for us? Kramer, Kramer is a fucking sex god. I know, but he's really not. If he if he popped up in a modern sitcom, he would he'd be the star. He would be the uh, serial killer. Yeah, like he. He's not presentable. The okay. 90s were just easier. You could just dress like a homeless man, wear Ooh. a giant fucking okay. trench coat around, please and you were keep, an angel. Please keep that in mind when we're thinking about how hot in the 90s, you have to watch this like you're in the 90s. How I was hot, transported. The how soundtrack many took white middle aged women were so wet. Oof. This whole film. I, I think about <laughs> right? This. And it works. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a very specific type of movie that the old, I guess the only thing close to it nowadays is like those like touched by God movies like yes the no well that's that what like, I was gonna say I Lee, fell in the ice and lived because yes. people prayed for earlier me. Yeah. earlier Lee yeah, you yeah. you were talking about how movies like this. Uh, don't really get made anymore and you brought up yeah like just sort of like the movies that came afterward that were just generally like like rom-commy type like the stuff play up on this like yeah a joke on it um but i think that that's like that's what this movie made me think of because it's especially by today's standards it's very christian and so like i was i was thinking like uh, for a movie like this to get made now it would be produced by like sean hannity and the angel would come back to earth because uh he wants to stop abortions from like being legal that like that, that would be like the tweak and it would just straight up be, I think that this movie, it, it strays away from something like that. Um, because of the way that angels are portrayed they're, in my eyes, they, they seem, they seem really creepy and yeah, off putting. Really the is very cool. I think if you look at a lot of music videos in the nineties and kind of some of the shapes that they use and the silhouettes of like the, the characters in, in those like Peter Gabriel, who's mm-hmm. actually on the soundtrack, which we'll hint to later. Um, he, he was hot in the, in the nineties and the eighties, but 
anyway, the the silhouettes and the way they make them look, it's very much more bad. But you have to remember ominous. something. Ominous. Yeah, ominous, like yeah. creepy. But you have to remember something. This movie is a remake. That's right. Did you guys know this? Yes, of like a much more a experimental John. German film. Yeah. 87's got, Wings of Desire. I actually didn't, it didn't hit me that this could potentially be a Christian movie until I watched it now. Because I watched it, I'm like, wait, are they yeah. trying to be religious here? Well, because back I, then things were just pretty religious. Like everybody. Yeah, yeah it didn't was, like stick yeah. out like a sore thumb back in the 90s, you know? Yeah, but I mean, after watching what the remake originated from, did you watch it? No, we watched. No, we watched like a clip of it. I think we watched the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, that makes sense because it doesn't really feel like it's trying to push its Christianity like down. It also doesn't Especially have. Since she's like grinding him and like asking him in his eyes, like, well, do you feel that? And tell Nick, me what it is, sinner. Nick bitch. Cage is wearing the same outfit of Scott Stapp and the Higher music video by Creed, which is a very <laughs> Christian song. That is trench coat. That dude. is the same exact look. I so mean, Scott Stapp is an angel i could not get it out of my head especially because nick cage does this like dumb blank stare several points in the movie where he's just like standing above like on top of like just a pile of construction okay, 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 okay. Let's, it's like yeah we're just in a creed music video right 100%, now 100 <laughs> I, I actually totally. thought that specifically a couple times let's, <laughs> let's actually talk here with a new perspective <laughs> for a second. Just remove We're that gonna bias. get so fucking trippy remove and deep that, tonight. I already know. Remove it. that bias just for a second. Okay. You're in the nineties. Lee, that sangria was full when I <laughs> the last time I looked at it. I, virgin, I swear to God, a mocktail. I swear to God, it's a mocktail. Okay. She's high on God. <laughs> okay. No, because I really I really is that a strain? knew you guys were going to hate it, but I tried to watch it and actually be like, is this good? And the editing is really great. And if you actually just look at the story, how would you direct an angel that had to fall down to, from heaven and make that choice I with that kind of twist ending? Mm. Wouldn't you make it like this? So it's I think the story itself is interesting. Like it is a premise that you hear and you're like, okay, there's a story in here for sure. It's not like an unnecessary film. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that the structure of the story itself needed a lot of work because I, I agree with you that yeah, if, I agree with that. like, cause initially it was really jarring, like the score and not even the soundtrack, like the score, the entire movie, I was yeah. like, this is the most nineties thing ever. And like the way it's shot at times is like, wow, this is very dated, but you you just gotta you know you have to take it there's no choice if you're shooting this in the 90s mm -hmm. they weren't shooting things like the 70s and they weren't shooting things like the 2010s yeah like it's it's gonna look like that one big tweak that you can do to make this movie better is like focus more on the meg ryan character like i i just don't really know anything about this woman except she's a surgeon patient dies and then she sees angel and immediately is just like yeah i want to fuck that angel well, that, well, she, it's not even no. she doesn't even know he's angel she's yeah, like right. she's like i want to fuck that guy she's who's like, stuck Ooh, he's me. mysterious. <laughs> he's yeah, a, like it's so fucking. He looks creepy. like a homeless person. <laughs> well, this is another. Um, this is another Nicholas Sparks thing. Is the and like Twilight, like the the guy that is after the girl being really, really weird and creepy. Well, here's here's something that you guys probably for me, it, I got it so extreme when I was a kid, and then watching it now, I'm like, oh, they didn't really hit that note hard enough. 
I think they're trying to insinuate by her seeing him that she's kind of an empath or some kind yeah, of like that's, a that's, medium. That's exactly why I excused it because I ended up just being like, she can just feel his vibe. But like I think she that's saw supposed him. to be part Dude, of the story. Sick. That's supposed to be part of the story is that she has this gift. She's like a living angel. Like she, she saves people. Yeah. And so she connects with him. That's deep. And then he is attracted to her just as extreme to the point where he literally like causes one of the greatest sins ever, I guess, is to fall from from heaven into I don't know, I don't read the Bible. Can angels sin? Absolutely. If they're not human? Absolutely. Hmm. I just want to talk right, right about into how the show Satan, uh, Satan wasn't was theologist an angel. I gotta yeah, read that true. Bible. Uh, I, yeah, mean, I mean, I uh, mean, reread it anyway, and, and that's why I also didn't get the religious thing because he he's basically doing like what the devil did. Is yeah, so, yeah. I like that wouldn't that, that offend? Be... That would offend so many Christians back then. They would be like going to Earth and tempting a woman. A twist of the movie is that like he's like an angel of death because he's wearing all black. He's very fucking creepy. Maybe that's a better movie. I honestly don't know. I do want to bring up why are Meg Meg Ryan, who is like one of the most beautiful people of the last like 30 years Uh, of cinema. Beautiful? Meg Ryan is gorgeous. What is wrong with her? She's a very pretty character. The queen of rom Her her whole shtick is that she like has a extremely like normal attractiveness to her like exactly. it's like yeah it's, no she's she's I, not like a an angel of like beauty no but i'm saying that she's just okay let me rephrase that like the quintessential like girls next door of the last like of this like 20 year span in cinema oh yeah like don't get me wrong like meg ryan absolutely her choices, <laughs> oh, her choices oh no i can get horny too <laughs> Her choices what? of men, uh, she has the option between a stalker Nick Cage, uh, who shows like no real emotion for the first like five scenes that they share. Yeah. He just like stares at her and is just like, do you like the book that I set on your bedside table? Doesn't want to interrogate that at all. Or uh, this guy, Colm Fior, who looks Fuck like he's guy. like... He's borderline like Anthony is, Hopkins, Silence looks, of the Lambs. He looks <laughs> this is like the worst guy. the age of Meg Ryan. It's like, Meg, I think you've got better choices yeah. out there no in wonder, Los Angeles than no, these right. two people. Probably not, though. What is she on Tinder? Like, she <laughs> yeah. doesn't go out. She's there's just like, a doctor. There's some, like, beefy young nurses in the, in the hospital with her. Like, pick one she, of those. She ones. should get a beefy Hunter young one. She knows about beef. <laughs> look, <laughs> beef. Look. That's the next one. How could he call The next article I'm writing on the website beef. is just about the best You know what I'm saying? Boys. Anyway, let's go back to the story. <laughs> Again, if we can be unbiased here, Ernest had some <laughs> negative comments right out the gate. He was like, I wish they would have just gotten straight to him being down from heaven a long Dude, I ago. wrote that shit down. You can't go it straight to it. Way you too you long. I know. It, you Hold can't go up. straight Wait to it. Wait a minute. Let me put some beef in it. Um, first of all, there's something that you guys, the younger people, don't understand. Uh, please, for the listener, Ernie is dating someone <laughs> A who... 67 She is so old. <laughs> we, she is a, she is a uh, eternal angel. listen for a second here. <laughs> You're timeless to me. We, we've needed someone to come on this pod and out-pod us for so long. How about that? I yeah, exactly. We need, we've needed someone to tell us to shut the fuck up for ages. If we could go back to the reason why we're here... <laughs> Which is to talk about the film. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you guys don't understand because you're so used to watching shit that just force feeds you it, uh, lights and explosions. <laughs> I love, but back I in love the nineties, they used to do this thing where they would really Cinema. dive into fucking characters <laughs> rather than force feed you straight to the sex scene. Like, come on, give it a chance. Like, get, like I think it wouldn't have hit or especially the ending wouldn't have hit if they didn't take the time to develop the rise and fall and rise and fall of that you, relationship. You, I have a question this. for you. Did the ending hit? The, let's not spoil it yet. <laughs> oh, <Let's>, you guys <laughs> didn't think it hit? It devastated well, we can, we can me when it, I first saw it when I was 15. You 15-year-old Lee got hit by a logging truck I guess what? by this movie. I cried when I saw the notebook when I was like 12 too, but like... That hit. Um... <laughs> Lee told me that this movie was uh it, what what did you say it taught you how to feel <laughs> that explains everything what what was it? Oh how did you phrase God, it exactly that explains I don't everything about you remember this conversation but I'm gonna go with it I think it, it maybe it was something like it taught her like how to have emotions I don't remember this. I don't know what I was doing that night. That is so that insane. Wait, wait, let me think. What did I say? This is a sensitive <laughs> movie. A wild shit. Sensitive movie. I don't remember saying that. So this, Andrew Brower. I remember watching this and being like, this is so cheesy. But it then is. It's thinking the 90s. Like, like really appreciating it for some reason, because I really feel like they really tried to go for it. And for it probably hit really hard back then because it was the 90s. So it was... It was anticipated by the public, whereas movies like that now don't. They they don't pull a lot in of, crowds. You're right, and a lot of people do really like it. Obviously, like it, it was. Well, how did it do box office wise, Ernie? I know the budget was pretty fucking significant. It didn't do great. Um, yeah, fifty five million dollar budget. Oh, one ninety eight. Uh, box there office. There you go. See, it, so, it hit. You're right. Like this type of movie hit back then. This movie hit. Um, it. Like I said, it didn't stick out like a sore thumb at the box office, and it had Meg Ryan and Nick Cage, who were like just white hot stars. So they people showed up, and like I was looking earlier today at the YouTube comments for like because I rented this movie on YouTube, didn't watch it, sped up. I can't report on how that is, but Hmm. um, it people are in love with it. People are like, I cried from the beginning frame to the end of this movie. The, the I was opening like, scene okay. of this movie is insane. It is. It's, <laughs> it's really good how it drops you. And I do love the ending or the opening scene because you're like, is Nick Cage a father? It's just this dying girl. And he's just sitting there with like a little sly smirk on his face. So I was like, is this guy like fucking evil? Is Nick Cage the devil? I knew I knew going into it. I'd never seen it before, but I knew going into it that uh, most of the movie would be sequences of Nick Cage unseen by the other actors in the scene like i i understood that that would be like a big part of the movie is him just like in a shot but Sixth nobody sense. else exactly like yep like bruce Willis. m night m night ripped but, this shit yeah off. but yeah. the year before exactly <laughs> think about it yeah. this, so this movie but that just goes to show you that this type of shit was like in vogue because another thing i was getting a lot of vibes of is the movie contact which came before this mm-hmm. um that movie deals with uh, a, a scientist minded woman grappling with the fact 
with faith like a, a religious man McConaughey is basically an angel in that movie telling her to like believe uh there's a lot of that here like this is a this, lot of ghosts this too. was on people's minds back then people were were like just starting to flirt with the idea of not being mega, like christian yeah like or like mega christian America was i don't a know place. i don't know because yeah. i i kind of watch this like a sci-fi <laughs> that Gulf like War. i watch it i watch it more like a sci-fi like he's he's kind of like an alien like with the same i look i watch it like it's an yeah. alien movie rather it, than a it, christian it works. movie that's well that's you i know? think that's an attempt to make it not like crazy christian mm-hmm. and also like you said it, it has a distinct look to it and they had to they couldn't have him him wearing all white he's, it would it would be like an after school like special focus, movie you know like the focus isn't him being like you need to come to jesus so i can come down from heaven and be with you like it it doesn't have god as the primary focus it has the love story as the primary yeah it's just it just grapples with the idea of like her thinking like is our angels real is where she never really get dives into it like the movie contact she's a woman of science but what do you say about the original then well the The original original wasn't a christian yeah the original is like way different the original doesn't have a romance in the core it's i think it's just like it's mostly just like an an person like walking and mostly you're just hearing what people are thinking in like, the background it's just full-on bruce almighty which it's, is it's i think it's just vignettes it's just a series of vignettes i i really want to see wings of desire but i think it's it's meant to be just like a bunch of like loosely connected uh scenes of the a- angels just observing the human interaction the christian crash so, if you will so what, sure. okay so you're a director in the 90s and somebody comes to you and says we want to remake this film how do you do it you put a romance in it yeah and you make it the two sexiest stars of the time and <laughs> nicholas cage <laughs> The I 90s were so crazy. <laughs> sexiest person. Like Ben like Affleck you, was working at this point. He draws a crowd. And yeah. this you is have a role, Leonardo DiCaprio. Now, I guess he's way more now, picky. But now, here's another reason why I think it's special. Because it drew in a crowd with that kind of Nick Cage after people have seen all the other fucking Nick Cages you guys have seen. Mm-hmm. Like Moonstruck. This is his his I'm a real actor movie. This yes. Is his, like, that's a good point. If I could mm. do this, Something I different. could do anything. And, um, like, so do you, do you think he did, like did it? I would have much rather have seen like, like someone Joseph else. Gordon I, I needed like, someone else to be in this role. You know, I'm going to be honest. His eyes are really intense and he does because I think they wanted it to be creepy. They wanted it. He, he pulls off creepy. So good. Effortlessly it's so almost. Uncom- yeah, you it's could so say. uncomfortable to like watch how like he just pops up and she's like, Oh my God, who are you? Like it's, but it's not too much to the point where it's campy, where it's like funny. They're trying to make it like, what would this story really be? Well, the, the really New York Times, the, the New York Times actually put in their review by Stephen Holden that Cage resembled a serial killer more than an angel. That's so He's really I don't creepy. think that it was entirely. And I think they were giving too much credit to this movie as say like that they wanted Nick Cage to look creepy. I think that that was Nick Cage trying to look stoic and angelic. And it just came across as very creepy uh, as sociopathic. So I took it that as was, a darker tone all these years. Yeah, I didn't. I took it as a just a swing and a miss from my guy, Nick. I think that there are some scenes, though, where he does maybe he maybe he's stumbling into it but he does reach some some beautiful 
moments in his there, performance. Yes, there are moments of depth in his performance for sure. Yeah. Like, it's just there are actors who just live in that world that you can just put in any movie like this and they'll do really well. And Cage like isn't quite that guy. But like, to, you to, said you said JGL. No, I really wanted to say That's, Jake Gyllenhaal, but I, Joseph Gordon Levitt is my daddy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Gyllenhaal would have been great. I mean, he's he was really he's young. A little bit too, uh, if you take like mid two thousands, Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. put him in here. Brokeback Gyllenhaal, Brokeback Ledger. Can I just mm-hmm. say, oh, oh you guys yeah. haven't watched that yet, I, have you? Did you? No, Brokeback. Did you? Maybe I really want to do no, a Gyllenhaal sure. series. I, I think that would be that. great. I yeah, I missed that day of class, and uh, I just wrote a whole essay about the movie, and I, it was really good, and I didn't watch it. God. You are just. The- I missed right. that class, dude. All right, yeah. moving on. Back to why Ang we're Lee here. would be uh, not proud. I do want to say that I'm not I, proud. Uh, <laughs> I uh, this might uh, be. I'm gonna come across negative on Nick Cage uh, in this movie. I can already tell, but uh, I think that Nick Cage has. I'm not saying all this negative thing to say like he can only do one certain type of movie he can only do the action movies that he was on the three movie run because right before that he did leaving las vegas which i think he fucking nails and that's a very dark a very dramatic film and he matches the tone of it well it's just in this movie with this performance that he's giving it feels like he is in a completely different movie so what what occurs in this movie like because there there's more territory covered in this and some of it i thought was very potent ideas at the very least for example uh the fact that he are we can we spoil like i mean uh let let's summarize the events of the movie so uh nick cage is an angel who stares at people in interacting in their <laughs> lives right. and andre and brower is as andre well. brower is like his buddy um there a, a lot of extended sequences of him observing and and hearing people's thoughts they, seeing their their lives and and kind of just like curious about the human existence which is the meat of what the original movie was i'm sure but pretty early on we're introduced to uh meg ryan to um dr uh pulling it up she's having a quarter life maggie rice um and she has a patient die on her surgery table may seem like something that probably happens a good amount of time was good though right it was that was a good her telling the family i thought was good that was so that hit I think that, that yeah, I think the family a, did some good acting. It was a good job. I, uh, good performance by them. Um, I don't want Meg Ryan as my doctor telling me because she did not Sexist. say it. And no, I'm saying that in a way she's just like, I'm sorry, there was nothing I could do. Which she, she just, played it flat, which is probably how a doctor would do it in that situation. But yeah, but you have to compare it to the scene that just happened, which was really intense yeah. and really emotionally straining on her. She also you know? locks eyes with Cage even though he is invisible. It, in, it insinuates that she has some like otherworldly gift. She, and I'm telling you, pa- she's an angel already. Dies literally with his heart in her hands. Yeah. Metaphor. And that was Maybe that's why he died. Metaphor. <laughs> I, I, judge, <laughs> I, I judge movies based on their like, um, you know, prosthetics and their blood. And that was pretty convincing. How? I just have to say the surgery. Sur- yeah, like pump hand pumping I, the heart. Real. If, that me. was good. If we have any listeners, uh, any surgical listeners, or just uh, anybody in a higher medical profession, you hand uh, pump 
Can you tell me? Do you just? Is it okay to just grab with two hands and like almost? Yeah. Her and we're not talking about anything like, surgical right now. No, it comes. She lifts. The, <laughs> she lifts the heart like halfway out of the chest cavity and is just yeah. like pumping it. She's like, and I, I did, know, she, and then the whole movie, she's like, I work? did everything right. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't happen to me. <laughs> it's not his. I did everything what I could. What could have possibly gone wrong? died in my hands. So, so yeah, that so happens. Then, She's fucked up. She sees him because she has a vibe to her. But then, then we get a scene. So she's like dealing with this and Colm Fiore's there and then yada, yada. Then he um, shows himself to her, like uh, appears. Yeah. And uh, he just shows up. This scene is so it's so bizarre. This first scene that they have together, because this is like our romantic couple Mm -hmm. meeting for the first time in the movie. And and it's like it's so weird because like they're in like the basement of this hospital (laughs) and she's just like, hey, visiting hours are over. And he's just like, he is creepy. He's so creepy. Like this you is the calling security immediately. She's yeah. alone. Yeah, she's man. like basically alone in the hospital. He's like, but she's immediately into it. Well, and I she's not suspicious. I definitely of him. thought that. I definitely thought that. I was just like, if this if this happened to me, if this guy was like, I'd be fearing for my I'm life. Here to see you, Maggie. <laughs> yeah, she's like, who and are you visiting? Like, and he's like, how do you know my name? And he's like. <sighs> Points at her name Your tag. Name tag. He like that was that, a, he points it all slow. That would already. I'm like this motherfucker's high. That was a yeah, he's, he's high out he's of on his pills. Mind. She loves it. <laughs> and then she looks at her name tag the next day, and she's like, and then she looks at it. Her first name's not on there. Yeah, and and she's like, she, oh, instead you, of being like Seth, instead of having a face like, oh my god, how did that happen? She went like she was like, oh wow. <laughs> She made like a face. Like, he gets what? me. So yeah. I do have to say my favorite creepy Nick Cage moment happens in the scene right before this the one. bathtub. No, 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 no. Oh, that's God. after. It. And that's no, hold on. Hold on. Before we get to that, uh, another these top two uh, creepy cage moments <laughs> is whenever uh, Meg Ryan is trying to uh, run away. What's her name? Uh, uh, uh Whatever, Meg Ryan. Uh, the friend? Maggie. The friend. Maggie. Oh. No, 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 Maggie. Um, Meg Ryan. Maggie, Meg. Yeah. Um, so Maggie is like going up to the pediatric ward to hide away and like picking up the baby. And she's like, it's a sick baby. And Nick Cage is like in the background and his face is like fully pressed up against the glass with his hand, like trying to touch her through the glass. Mm-hmm. Just some good shit. And then immediately after their scene where they first meet each other, she's just... Jacking off, yeah. Oh, just, she's jacking her. Well, well, we get and one Nick moment. Just creeping in the corner. Um, we get one moment of him uh, continuing to spy on her in the surgery uh, room. Yeah, and he's like listening to her thoughts, and she's like, mm, "I hope I get Seth's number." And she does the the band aid song too. Yeah. <laughs> How much did they pay? Do you think <laughs> like fifteen k? Um, and then yeah, then the bathroom, the bathtub scene, which this is when. I uh, realized that like this movie could have been a lot better if it 
because it 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 tinges to these types of things with the scene where Nick Cage is just like spying on this woman in the bathtub, yeah, they like being super weird. Out. It's like I could have used a couple more moments like this. You know, if you're giving me a little bit, like why not a little bit more? Because we, because if it were to do that, it would have to be a movie where he stalks her and like kills her. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Uh, you can't show us any more without because I was already it was already not working for me how creepy he was being. If he was just more creepy, I would hate <laughs> the fact that she still likes it. I, I would be bothered. I yeah. at this point when he's like right up against her looking in the mirror and you don't see him in the mirror. I was I was laughing at this point. I was like enjoying it for for the weirdness that they were trying to do. I was like this is hilarious. Nick Cage, look at him trying to be like a stoic angel. You yeah. know, like I found some enjoyment in moments like that where it's just well, like this sensitive like angel just right next to her face but it's nick cage how yeah. how did they get away with a pg-13 rating where their star is literally in the bathtub uh just masturbating for a scene because yeah. you know you don't see your pussy <laughs> I don't know. that's like, it that's you guys have to remember <laughs> there's a scene at the very end where nick cage has blood on him and it's like <laughs> assumingly a very long to... fall and he has like some dots of blood on his head you guys have to remember ghosts yeah, this is heavy ghost vibes. How yes. popular was that movie? Oh, huge. But Swayze... So this was this year's ghost. Yeah. Yeah, but Swayze and um, what was the lady in Ghost? Demi Moore? Yes. Um, they. I think they had better chemistry than... I mean, yeah. dude, anyone would have... It's not Meg Ryan's fault. It's And it's not entirely Nick's fault, although it is partially... The, they're both good in the movie. They just don't. The way that the, fit. the the way these characters are written, they shouldn't have chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like they're like Meg Ryan is acting the fuck out of this movie, trying to create chemistry that shouldn't exist. Yeah, yeah. and it Nick was, Cage is just like staring at her blank. And they the have time. they That's have. That's why that point that I tried to explain to you is that she's supposed to be an empath to the extreme so they already they already their first eye lock in eye contact they're supposed to be in this like spell with each other i i wish they had the, explained that because of the godly heavenly like connection. i i sussed that out but i wish that they had been like andre brower was like you know they say some humans actually can uh sense us you know yeah. shit like that something, something. because One also black. like humans yeah. can sense them they show up they don't just show up to collect dead people they show up when like situations when people need an angel yeah like they show up in the just, robbery yeah they show up to a robbery a and kind of just whisper in the robber's ear like hey just get the fuck out of here and then they they whisper in the old man at the register's ear and they're like uh I, what do they even say they don't him? even whisper. no they, i think they just like pat his shoulder almost yeah, they like don't have hey to say anything it's okay like yeah they give him comfort it's yeah. just like, so I, I get to see my grandchild's graduation oh, yeah the, like, i think most of the <laughs> thoughts okay. in people's heads are pretty brutally bad <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot of just like oh they always say it's 20 minutes it's not a 20 minute drive like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god wait so that reminds things me things people think some of the worst green screen that i've seen in a very long time and i know this is when they're sitting on the sitting oh, on the sign, sign up there yeah. street sign. it looks so bad it's not as like, bad as hired by creed though oh well i mean I, the, I think hired by creed might be like one of the greatest visual masterpieces that we ever yes. have in any medium so this the, has more a vibe of like 
early train. Yeah. Well, the shots. That's, that's how he dresses. The shots of I like. You were going to say early of, trapped, and I was going to be like, no, it's a much more problematic movie. The shots of, of LA uh, with the angels, just like little tiny. Uh, figures scattered around the cityscape. Scary. That's that. Yeah, it's eerie. Um, and then you get the Hollywood shot with them, like in the Hollywood shot. And I think one of them was Scott Stapp in there. If you look closely, <laughs> you zoom in, enhance. It's all. It's all band members from back then. It's all like like three doors down. Anyway, so he, I want to. Then Bistank sighting in this movie. Well, then then he stalks her in the library. Uh, which he, is another very odd scene. He tells her he lives there. Close your eyes. <laughs> he makes her close <laughs> he her eyes. Him. He touches her. He he makes her read a Hemingway pas- passage and really emphasize how the food tastes. Which, but from what we know about his fetish in real life, hot yogurt, maybe an ad lib. <laughs> there's a scene later on that there is definitely hot yogurt all over. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. But um. But yeah, a- another bizarre scene like. I understand the whole empath angle and like, I like that take, but to me, when I see them doing the scenes that you need in a romance of flirting, there is no flirting. Like they're not flirting. It's more. Everything he says is a red flag. Yeah. Every single one. Because because this is not a person. This is, he is essentially, and I think Nick Cage actually kind of said this in an interview. Maybe Um, he, it's like a child. He's like a child, like trying to, and this might be more so when he actually becomes a human, uh, which is like the better kind of little chunk of the movie. But the, the idea of like this non-person who is like fascinated with the idea of being a person and like everything well, about him. It's, it's like, like you said, to- Lee, he's an alien, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I was about to say you're this has worked in so many other examples. The WandaVision red guy. Mm-hmm. Vision. The um, <laughs> the Watchmen blue <laughs> guy. 50, 50 shot. The blue Watchmen guy. blue guy. That's tougher. Yeah. Right? It's because I mean, um, um, that guy, um, Brandon Frazier, he played a character that during um, some war, there was a bomb that was going to come down. So they went in a vault underground I'm pretty sure daddy is in it. Does does he And he does, comes up and it's like 50 it's supposed to be like a bunch of time later he comes up and has to be in, from the 1950s but in today. This is Brandon Fraser. He like grows up in underground and okay. then has to like live mm. in a f- different generation. Well, well he, it it works because they're innocent. They're portrayed as like innocent and different and they're more of a right. spectacle so the the romance works because she's also vulnerable but has strength that he can learn from yeah He's- but what is she, what does she like about him it's no i'm not you're hung up on that really when i really think you just have to suspend the disbelief there because you could go fully insane trying to figure that out <laughs> I, I'll give you two reasons why I think most of those examples uh, work maybe better is all of those characters have more experience with feeling things. I feel like like Vision has feelings. Yeah. Like um, he's sure. Yeah. He's like sad when he dies. That's all I know. I don't know much Vision, but like, I don't know. Those are they're like closer to human, whereas like Nick is so he's like, I wonder what it's like to feel. And she's like, I love you. (laughs) 
I want to fuck that angel. <laughs> okay, wait, Lee, is the movie called Blast from the Past? I think so. This likely, this yeah. poster looks well, wild. Okay, I think Here's, this was Alicia a Brian. Was this a Brian recommend? Hold on, maybe he was it. It's a 1999, so it's a year after. Let this me movie. let me give you the yeah, other reason. That's the logline. A naive man comes into the world after spending 35 uh, years in a nuclear fallout shelter. Here, here's another reason that I think those movies work maybe better than this is. I think th- those movies are willing to have fun with that idea so much. because, of course, yeah. you know, that is of it's a naturally funny situation to be in. Like at the very end, we get a little bit of humor when Nick becomes human. And not, not that this movie needs to be a comedy, but it needs to be willing to like explore what it would actually yeah. be like. But get there's, a little so many, silly. there's so many movies from this time that are just like that. I know. That's the thing. You're Sandra right. There are Bullock a lot of was in yeah. one with Keanu Reeves. Like, what was it? Like the glass house or something where like they could go back and they can like a Nicholas Is that the one where they like send mail yeah. to, to the past? They can send mail to each other through that's the That's gotta past. be Nicholas that's, Sparks. That's some and major like, Nicholas Sparks shit if it's not. That is so... The, what is it? The, the glass? I think it's the glass house, but it's, it's, it's some Sandra kind of house. Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves are in love. Time glass house is a movie that is not that oh. movie. No, it's like it's not it's I not glass. It's like the house on the beach. Time house. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the upcoming Christmas. Welcome Nolan. to a the new show a show within a show. Yeah, uh, Drew and Lee outguess each other. <laughs> they kind what is of what does it start with? What, how many words? In, what does it start with? To, Have I'm, you found it? I I don't know what to search. Look up Sandra look up Bullock Keanu Reeves. Keanu yeah, Sandra Bullock Sandy time movie, and then don't tell us it and tell us. Give us hints. I'd rather talk. I'd rather do this. <laughs> You've got mail too. Um, oh, that's good. Hey, there you go. Tenant. Oh, okay, okay. You, you, uh, you had mail. Okay, uh, it's it's two words. Yeah. Beach okay. house. No, you're, you're close. Is is house one of the words? Time house. House is one of the words. <laughs> so, does it start with a G? The first word. Time. Lime. Prime. The first word does not start with a G. Limehouse. <laughs> Limehouse. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, spit house. it out. Wait, no. I, what does it start with? T- L. The, so lime house, the lake, lake house, lake house. It's lake the house. lake house. Ding 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 That's ding. The worst name ever. Is, no, is it Nicholas Sparks? Time house uh, should have been, been time house. Should have been time house. <laughs> I mean, I could see Keanu and Sandy killing it in a movie called okay. Time House. Can we get back? It I'm is so, the I, it is the lake house. The yeah, lake house. Okay. the lake house. It's so, three words, Ernie. I would have gotten it. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, okay, to the point though, all of those movies have more fun with the premise, and this movie is just so bogged down. In have you watched drama. The Lake House? No, the I Lake House is not fun. I, it is yeah, a remake no of a South Korean movie called. They are bogged. Il Mare. That's, no. that's all right. <laughs> so, like, they, they, you know, they, these movies exist. I think that some people, it's like a Hallmark movie. It's but just for the big. It's screen. very yeah, exactly. It it reminded me. We I think we probably talked about it on Pod Hunter, but in case the listener has somehow forgotten about that classic episode, <laughs> it the the ghost movie where like it's a ghost guy who lives at an inn and he's from the eighteen yes. hundreds and this woman is in love with him, but he's an uh, asshole. Ghost the spirit of Christmas and he's yeah, not even an Christmas. angel, so yeah. it works even worse because there's I nothing. That there's no good that. vibe. He's just like a prick from the eighteen hundreds, <sighs> and she's like fuck me oh and my god <laughs> i just remembered 
Meg Ryan starred in another movie like this with Hugh Jackman. Okay. That sounds way... Hugh Jackman would be really good in this role, I think. It's called Kate and Leopold. Uh, a 2001 American romantic, uh, the story of a <laughs> physicist by the name of Stuart who accidentally pulls his great great grandfather Leopold through a time portal from 19th century New York to the present. <laughs> well, which Where, one's Meg like Ryan? <laughs> Meg Ryan is the physicist. You said pulls his, but Leave Oh wait, Leave Schreiber is the physicist. <laughs> Leave Schreiber is <laughs> so back to the I'm city of Angels Leon, here. Okay, so I just want to be very, very, very clear. Mm-hmm. You guys are not removing your clouds of bias. No, I Lee, I did. <laughs> I swear to God, something. I did. <laughs> You are a forty-year-old white woman who lives right. in suburbia. I always forget that about myself. Three times a week. <laughs> oh, another week. Her husband about. comes home late three times a week. Uh-huh. Her because he, he has to go see his other are family. Getting new cars and going mm-hmm. on vacation. And what does she and get? She, a new bottle of red. She's home. <laughs> alone her she, kids don't talk to her she's so horny and like she's too yeah she's too scared to even go to like a sex shop and get a vibrator well and like all the only porn she has is like a book before that that is just yes. like this movie we, yeah that's what i was about to say before we started recording lee you mentioned that this movie is essentially just like an erotic it's book. fucking like yes, it's, it's twilight like, but with less edge yeah it's and christian you have to twilight remember that there are a lot of women who are very very similar to that man Ryan character that like we never met those women the women that like obsess over a book and yeah. like just study all night and they just have this whole demeanor about them and they date I guys wonder, like that fucking guy I wonder how movie. many wives drag their husbands to see this in theaters and he got and they were night. and they were like come on honey remember you took me to face off last year yeah remember how much fun we had remember how scared I was when I met you this is like that <laughs> Um, it's so that's that's right. And I did. I tried so hardly. I I really did. I was like, no, I'm watching this through a normal 90s person's eyes. Uh-huh. Like I was thinking that while I was watching it. And even then, there were certain things that I was like, there's no. I don't think there's any world that I'm not bugged by some stuff in this movie. Like I might, I might, it might be enough to make me like it. There were moments in this movie that were emotionally effective for me. Like they made me feel things, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. Uh, That's what I want to hear. Let's it, talk about those things. I, it's just, it's, but I want to say though, that chest hair. Yes. Baby. He's got like a V neck going on. He has a lot. It's not a V. It's a swoop. Neck. It's a swoop yeah. with the trench coat. And I think there's a scarf, scarf in there. He's dressed yeah. like he's in train. <laughs> I swear. Or like the fray. So. Yeah. Okay. So what starts to happen at this point in the movie is he starts to like fall in love or the equivalent of that an angel can do with the human Meg Ryan. And this chunk of the movie really fucking drags. Like I loved the first act of the movie. I was feeling myself kind of getting into it. I was like, okay, this is interesting. Nick Cage is creepy as fuck. I'm digging it. He's a creepy motherfucker. And then it's like you get into what should be the part of the romance where they start to fall in love. Yeah. And, and well, it just yeah, does it. I'll tell you why it doesn't progress the way you think it would. I keep going back to the the one like 
like guideline for filmmaking that I learned in some class, which is you can't have two redundant scenes. And this movie has probably four yes, where, exactly. where the romance the isn't progressing there because he, ha- he hasn't even told her yet until she doesn't know until over an hour in. Right. And so every time that they speak, it's just the same sort of like vagueness where he, he can't say what he wants to say. She is confused all the time. The yeah. scene, the yeah. scene in the park though, I am curious about because at that moment she knows something yeah. is fucking and weird and she just gets like the worst limp kiss ever and she's like i gotta go actually <laughs> and she goes like do you feel that i guess i guess this homeless man i met in the basement of my hospital isn't the one yeah because so i guess she just didn't I, really feel much so we did we were skipping over the messenger i uh, love guy. the messenger um, i wanted to bring up good shit good character to add to the movie he adds so much the actor is perfect his name is dennis france dennis yeah, france he added a good man uh, any energy. scene with him he was 100 i love uh, definitely I love. like a breath of fresh air to this movie because he was like actually able to have like he he's was, clarence he was the levity that the nick cage role needed some more of because he was like look i've been an angel before now i don't do that shit anymore um and i like like he kind of sets up the stakes of the movie that you can become a human. Yes. Yes. It's, it's a very well done character that in a lot of other movies would just become a pure expository figure. Yeah. He has a good energy. So Lee, I want to get your take on this middle chunk because when we were first talking about this movie Mm -hmm. and you were saying that this was going to be your pick for the cage series, Mm -hmm. you said that like, what made you gravitate towards this is that you bought cage as a romantic lead in this movie. Uh-huh. And that is something that we've talked about in previous movies because he has been, we've talked about romantic or at least like, you know, there, there's moonstruck obviously, but there's, he has like a sort of romance to some extent mm-hmm. in several of the movies that we've uh, talked about so far but this one i think other than moonstruck is the only one that the romance is like the main part of the story so tell me like about cage the the romantic lead well first of all think about it if this were written like a book it would take that that middle part is the flirting that you're saying it's missing that middle part for People I mean, just because do, I didn't feel it doesn't mean that other people don't like like the whole pair thing and all that. Like that's flirting. It's not the same obvious kind of like gushy flirting that you see in most movies. It's kind of like a subtle. Yeah. But withdrawn because you're working with a character who you're supposed to believe has no full understanding of our culture or who we are. Even though they've been following us around for for like an eternity, they should have a yeah. perfect understanding. Yeah. That's another thing I thought about. Like, there's a moment when they're like on the beach, and Andre Brower is like telling him like the most basic things about like human behavior. He's like, "Huh?" And it's like, did this guy just become an angel yeah. like there's, five minutes yeah. ago? Yeah. There's a bunch of weird. I think there's this movie is like some weird tone things where like <laughs> that moment whenever they're in the library and they like turn around and then there's like a thousand angels staring. At them, I thought it was gonna get really dark, and they're just I like, We that, have to though. go, it, and it, they just leave. I it. love it's like, that though, that adds what? that little bit of creepy. Okay, like, I thought that was really like daunting. That's why but I that was like, When you guys said Christian movie, movie, I was like, <laughs> The tone of it's supposed to be jarring because this, it's supposed yeah. to be like, This is a world we don't understand. It's just, yeah, it's just sort of like, Why are they doing that? 
like yeah, is this like a frowned on thing do they all live at the library <laughs> <laughs> um i go down to the local library yeah it's like they clearly i guess don't approve of what he's doing mm-hmm. it seems like like that's why they keep showing up there but they don't follow them like they you know they let them just leave so they're just like hey we don't like this and you know it yeah, but they're con- just continue judgy. their body language is judgy <laughs> yeah yeah. The angels are weirdos. So so how do I think about Nicolas Cage as a sex symbol? Well, let me explain my thought process. <laughs> I, th- I think here. I know how you think about it. I do not think he's attractive at all. I'm not attractive <laughs> Shocking. whatsoever. That is honestly, fact, I'm kind of surprised. Never, but I did, um, I was able to feel that kind of chemistry because maybe as a kid more so than now i like bought it like i bought the story so being invested may must have maybe allowed me to be able to enjoy that character development that really took its time because like i no am i not applauding it as the best movie ever made but i actually did think there's something there even this time around watching it i was like Man, the editing's really good. The the score is really good. The soundtrack is really good. They got good characters that are really acting their ass off. Kind of that flim flimsy storyline didn't really harm the movie for me as much. It's a mood piece. Yeah, you're. I think when you said earlier, music video vibes. Yeah, that, I, I was like, yeah, that's it. Because like, that was the there's a lot of shit that you just like can't question, or everything crumbles. It's just like yeah. music, music videos are nonsense. Like they're just like a series of shots. Yeah. I should have watched this with the volume off. There's still art, though. Yeah. No, exactly. They still add to the music, in my opinion. Yeah. I just I feel like maybe the movie was it. It didn't commit to it was just like halfway into a bunch of different areas and it didn't go hard enough into. I'll agree. What did you guys think of? Are we allowed to jump ahead? Yes. Wait, I do have one thing. Uh, One of my favorite cage moments in the entire movie is whenever he takes messenger to the beach um, and all the other angels are over there singing. He's like, can you hear them? And because I guess no, they hear the sunrise. It's the noise of the sunrise. sunrise. Yeah, Um, that's so cool. And then Nick Cage, like he actually like comes his pants uh, (laughs) whenever he he's like. (laughs) <laughs> like that's the face that he makes they had some spare yogurt from that the sex scene and they dumped that on there just hearing the sound of the, the sunrise is the yogurt another joke that like this oh. it's a drew joke you, ernie you really you really compartmentalize was, your life i'm, yeah. I'm very <laughs> impressed i'm sure he's so, told me but i just don't listen i just tune this that is one something out. this is something you'd have to remember I don't. Should we tell? Uh, we told this. I want Hunter to finish what he was saying. Yeah, we've told this on so many times. It. No, it's just that. It's just that I, basically, I have it confirmed that Nick Cage has a fetish where he, he likes hot yogurt being poured on his feet. Okay, that's it. And have you ever tried it? Um, no. How do you know if it's good or bad? Well, I know I'd love to. Judgy ass. I'm not trying to say. I didn't judge. judgy ass. I think it's great. Ernest, get the yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hot yet. It's cold. It's going to yeah, take we'll a while. It's, it it's in the oven. <laughs> it's, give it another 45 minutes. Um, so, Oh, no. Stepbrother, I'm stuck in the hot yogurt. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Is that something? Oh, yeah. By the way. I got my feet stuck in this yogurt. By the way. I've, I know how to free you. I've never seen Nick Cage sexy in anything. Thank not you. even this. Not even the one with him in the long hair where he's cop Con air. air. Yeah, no, that was. Oh, bad. that one was the one. That was the word. I mean, what, about the one, what about the one where he was John Travolta? No, that, not even that one. That, he's never been attractive. 
I don't know, Moonstruck. I think he's pretty sexy in Moonstruck. Moonstruck. Right. You guys are just wrong. <laughs> Look, I've outsourced I've, I'm I'm No, you're right. He's an ugly man. It's, it's he's a very okay. unattractive no. man. But that's the thing is that he's not attractive. It's about if he's sexy or not. There's a difference. No. Like, I think, and I have no. outsourced this to other people, and it seems to be like a dead even 50-50 split no. on people. And people think that he is sexy or he's not. Because I think that he can turn that switch on and off. Whether he <laughs> controls the switch that he He's turning off and on if, and off. There's only one way question. to control Let it. Me I think we know then. how. Let me ask you then: If it were a different actor only, yeah, and the movie were the same, would it be better? If yes. It's, if yes. if I got to cast well, it, it would be better. Well, well then. L- l- we're gonna get that's, to a, we're gonna get to our categories. Yeah, I don't at the, the end of the show. I, I just first of all, I don't think it's that much better though. Like I said, it's the movie has weird vibes to it, and I don't think that it's just like a single thing that fixes. I it. think that the ceiling of this movie is like a six. Who's who's that's who's the very your pick? highest who's ceiling. Who's your replacement? You, I mean, when you said Jackman, I was like, wow, absolutely, Jack, like younger Jackman, but not super young because he has to be alongside Meg. Because Meg, I wouldn't mm. necessarily recast. Yeah. Um. Jackman isn't a bad idea, but like the choice, Hanks, the choice of Hi, Cage to play the role, Christian Bale, so oh. emotionless. I don't think is an is a necessity for this character. He just like I, don't, he, but like he's written to be like I have never felt anything until I right. saw this woman. That's yeah. good. That's a good point. It's, yeah, I think that it's we're we're dealing with script issues. Yeah. Even when it comes yeah. to acting, he is good. I do think that he is good in this movie. Yeah. You know, he's compelling at times for and, sure. And I think that he is trying to really move away from the last couple of roles that we've seen him in. For like sure. he gets so crazy in Face Off. Obviously, not as crazy as Vampire's Kiss, but like people got a taste of the full-on Cage, and now. This is him like really, really reeling it in. Did he do something super, super subtle? Did he maybe run out of cage after face off and con air? Back we'll to back. I, we'll he see. still has some other moments, I, like some moments of like true, like capital A acting in yeah, him. I think we, that this is just, yeah, yeah but I think, ba- he, I think this is not a good performance in a not great movie. I just like don't, I just don't think this was quite the role for him. I don't think he did an awful job. I, we are we are skipping a few movies after this one that i have heard do bring out close to full cage like snake eyes eight millimeter guns yeah seconds bringing out the dead like we're we're skipping that run so we'll have to at some point maybe return to that but um where else are we at in the movie like so the the mate the other major things that happen in the movie are that uh there's like this scene where she's like arguing with him because he can't feel anything and at this point i'm thinking like girl are you are you seriously like still you can't arguing change him, baby with girl. this guy like she's upset with him because he's like a sociopath it's, it's, it's like why dude, are you why? it's just like it's edward from twilight it's all this stuff where it's like why why can't you yeah. change for me why can't you feel for me and he's that- like i do it's just hard and then we get the falling scene which really harkens back to the original wings of desire like it starts to get kind of like like impressionistic you know with the editing and stuff and he's like falling he's like basically trying to kill himself we get some some um some black and white shots and stuff to keep it artsy Uh, and then he wakes up and there's some construction guys and He's, he has like blood on him, so you know he's human. And this part of the movie 
you know, at this point, we're like almost an hour and a half into the movie mm-hmm. yeah. with another half hour left. And I'm thinking like, damn, like, why didn't we get to this sooner? Yeah. Well, like, this is coming in so late in the game where he's finally fallen and um, we get to see Cage as human, not as angel. And I think that this should have been closer to like the middle of the movie. I think I would have preferred that a lot uh, more. Just because that middle chunk like really, really dragged for me. But I like some of the little bits that he throws into the performance here. This some is, little yeah, flourishes. This is the most fun Cage yeah. is able to have when he's like running around mm-hmm. screaming like, ah, yeah, like trying to like ask people for directions. That everything. was great. That's right. the most Cage. Well, I have to say to before that, I realized that when I watched this as a kid, I didn't get something. What? I didn't realize that she goes to the library to like basically tell him don't ever don't ever come back i don't ever want to see you again i'm marrying this guy who just proposed to me two, scene, two scenes before i didn't realize until Colm. this time around that she was doing it because the scene right before that she learns that he was going to give up eternity. So she was doing it to proactively stop him. Yeah, she's like, up eternity. Uh, yeah, I ain't worth this I thought shit. she was really breaking up with him and really actually going to go and marry that guy. Um, so, so at what point does she actually find out that he's an angel? When after they see each other at the park with her dog, he creepily shows up <laughs> and then she takes him back to her apartment right away. <laughs> yeah, and then right. was like cutting like hey start chopping stuff yeah and well it she cuts him she but just, she already had a, she, just she already like, had a feeling well you will know because before that is the party what's his name's party they go to mm-hmm. and yeah. she, he doesn't show up in the photograph yeah, yeah. oh my god yeah. he is a vampire this, and, and so yeah she's like okay i'm starting to think something's going yeah. on here <laughs> that's, that's the thing that like moment. i just saw this movie and like it's already leaving my brain i'm like yeah. struggling to remember certain yes. things it is a little vanilla there yeah um but finally, finally, he's, they bang. They get it he on. Is, he he yeah. is never nutted in his life. Yeah, she takes his virginity. And what's what's the song that plays um, when they do it? Is this a is it's not Iris. Iris I, plays earlier. No, right? it's, it's like oh, yeah. I'm putting it on. Oh God. Oh man. I'm I'm losing my mind right now. <laughs> is this you could have just looked up what this song was i think you just wanted to hear i, I thought it was i thought it was uh, for some reason i thought they were getting it on to like uh the goo goo dolls or something no yeah. no, it, no a song there's a song that does come on she's like what does it feel like tell me and he's like it's warm and oh god that was aches so <laughs> i i was losing my shit during Ernest that i was, was like this is insane i so i had to finish watching this movie while donating plasma today a little uh inside podcasting for the listeners um and i like started like choking at one point while watching that scene (laughs) that was um a very weird sex scene Mm -hmm. this was your sexual awakening wasn't it this was one of the many first moments that i realized that something was going on down under my underwear 10 year old lee was like what the hell is that i was was 10 oh 10 well did you see this right when it came out you're eight. No, I was I was like closer like fifteen. Okay, my so mom had much, it on VHS. Later. 
You didn't she go to like, the theater. She was for like, this "That's one. a movie." That's what she used to oh. say. Oh, she's be like, "That's a movie." That's a film. Cinema. Like, okay, whatever. So then they have consummated. So then they go to Lake Tahoe. Okay, uh, you you skipped over like such an important. Well, thing. we got it. We got it. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Moving. They he makes the jump and he has no money. He has no yeah, idea he gets where mugged. she is. Fucking mugged. He gets <laughs> fucking great. mugged. They empty his pockets. Okay. There's nothing in they them. They take a shoe. I was really this is hoping LA. that Nick Cage was just going to die and he was never going to make it to Nick Cage. Just like, and then it just. That would own. So You so just see the guy, other angels talking. They're like, ah, that's LA for you. This guy gives <laughs> that's up. That's city of angels. Only in New York, right? Baba cool. <laughs> Literally, he gives up eternity and peace and hearing the fucking sun, sunset. To getting mugged and getting beat and fucking having to walk around L.A. with no shoes on. And then he he goes to the hospital like a psycho. He shows up. He is an absolute <laughs> lunatic. It's like, Ann! He's, that part he's, really scared me. And her friend was just like, yeah, let me tell you where the Yeah, let me tell you, yeah, where, let me tell you where the fuck is. they went. It's so fucked. No person in history has trusted this man. No, <laughs> like, you're right. But like for me, movie. I'm look, watching that being like, he is a heavenly aura around him that everybody's convinced they're all yeah that heavenly aura maybe put some deodorant on (laughs) (laughs) all right we get to the lake house they have sex (laughs) by the fire of course i i will say the sex scene it's very 90s but they you know they were trying so much shoulders so much backs of shoulders yeah they really tried to make it sensual make it yeah you know for for as much of the movie that i didn't feel like a real romantic connection once they start to do the nasty i was like all right i I gotta give it some credit it also because the 90s where we only ever had sex by candlelight or next to a fire yes where did that go well you guys don't have sex next to candlelight ever we have sex with our freaking phone lights Oh my god. These kids. Mm-hmm. Listen here, Jack. We got AI. You and Guy are like, you just hit me we with cuddle the phone. Up next to our laptops. Now we got AI. Back in my day, we used to have Magnum PI. Mm-hmm. First of all, you guys obviously suck. I feel bad for your girlfriends if you guys don't have if you don't fuck on the floor. You're by looking the fire. You're looking at Ernest. Wait, you're just fire. directly at By the fire. Ernest. You're looking Which at fire? Ernest. <laughs> Who are you talking to? I don't want to look I you in like, your eyes. There, I'm ashamed. I, okay, of that's you. not true. There are some times where uh we like to have trash fire sex. Yeah. Where we just like light a trash can on fire and, raccoons and just are hum nipping on top at your ankle. By yeah. well, by the time I'm having sex with a woman, I've already put her out. so they fuck i i appreciate how the sex was like kind of awkward because it should be like it's his first time yeah and she's kind of just like like coaching him through it and he's like it aches and she's like that that's okay we we're made we're we're made to fit together uh it's like sure well is he small i don't know that's what i was about to ask like so he's having like the best first day as a human anybody could ever ask for. Yeah, he gets this, laid right away. Yeah, right away. But Meg Ryan, where does this rank for her? Is this better than Colm? Is she be thinking about Colm right like, now? This cannot be good okay, sex. Okay, the other guy probably was I, terrible in bed. Do you remember yeah. how Colm bad you were at bed. sex the first time that you but had sex, But that's why sex, she's though. like telling him what to do. But he's it's an awkward. angel. 
Yeah. Imagine fucking an angel. Well, he's not an angel anymore. I, you know what? I, I'll ask. I'll call up Hinder. How about this, though? How about this? Lips of an angel. I was surprised. Here's my hot take. If he came after I just dumped his ass to my lake house that I did not disclose the location whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And he had cuts all over his face great point and he fucking looked like he just was mugged because sure, he come was on in, buddy <laughs> i'm gonna fuck him right away right away right it's away. quick uh she's definitely i think he would just answer the question because for her to be that horny colm is not dicking her down no. not at all no i mean and for she her opens the door right away with like no Once shock again, she's Meg like come Ryan. on in all those beefy dudes in the hospital you could just come for well yeah for her to be that horny at the beginning of the movie when she yeah. first meets nick cage it's like you're really gonna be into this guy yeah <laughs> seriously guy wandering the halls of your fucking basement <laughs> She's like so they come I in his number they have sex he's in the shower like i like the shower looking bit. at yeah. his skin and he and you yeah. feel it through him the water like, on wow. his the hot water yeah and then Things start to take a turn. Okay, so sure do. So we're gonna spoil the ending of this movie, which we we pretty much spoiler. already have. Spoiler. It, this spoiler. movie is is uh what uh, twenty three years old or something. Yeah, it's old. Spoilers starting right now. She I, gets hit by she a gets truck. She goes wait <laughs> wait casually wait. biking around at like five they miles build, per hour. They build to it. And you she goes to get a pear so the guy she just gave her punani <laughs> could taste pears which was part of their food sex thing that they were doing the Hemingway bit and then he oh, tell yeah. me tell me what it oh, tastes like it. tell me what it feels like now she's gonna go get the pear and I then probably fuck that. him again I, it's not I, even the best God. fruit <laughs> yeah it's start start with like a, a good but like, it's the easiest or something it's the easiest to explain it's the easiest to explain the grittiness you know so then she's riding <laughs> her bike on a pear. and she's like this you know we all do this we ride we going she's going downhill arms spread 55 miles shutting her eyes it's like it's clearly an expression of like her freedom she's like i have i got it all she's not going that fast and neither is the truck that she hit (laughs) the truck is going perpendicular to her it's not going into her exactly yeah Yeah. Yeah. so she just like goes full speed and just fucking gets like i guess like wood maybe by lumber that this truck is maybe 10 miles an hour it's like the thing sort of thing that happens in like New York City 500 times a day and like 499 of them live Mm -hmm. like i was just thinking like she must have been hauling ass because like just jump out of the way like just jump off your bike or anything bikes like that are hard to ride like without your hands unless you're going fast (laughs) i have another question did you guys like know that this was happening because i knew like halfway through this movie as soon as it was established that he'll come to life i was like he's gonna come to life and then as soon as he does she's gonna die and he's gonna <gasps> wish maybe i should have stayed. oh i didn't i didn't think that I, I thought that like right away and then it happened in the most uncreative way i was like cool she ran into a truck truck did not run into her she ran into it's, a it's truck. really like it's yeah. it's not it's sort of like not a, an established 
sort of death like i think a better screenplay would have make it like a chekhov's gun type thing where like it's it's established in act one she's like yeah you know when i was a kid and i felt like truly free i would go biking and i would i would always spread my arms out why spread my arms but because i just felt free i had an irrational fear of trucks that carried large pieces of lumber because i thought that would be my death Uh, we we've also seen this in so many movies you know like the hit by a truck type of that classic hit by a truck. See, I haven't. Yeah. I've never seen that in another thing where you're riding your bike and you get hit by a truck. Well, not necessarily riding a bike, but like... Well, let me ask you this, because I did think that was corny as fuck. It shocked me because I didn't see it coming yeah. when I was a kid, but I, I thought it was corny. Did Nicolas Cage's performance of Grief afterward hit you at all? Because it hit me. Yeah, I think, I think that... It worked for what it was. It's definitely the most acting he did because he can, you know, be a human now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the scene where he uh, is actually like seeing her die, I don't think is as good as the scene with Andre Brower. It's yeah. Yeah. well, no, yeah. it's not. It's definitely not because the whole time. It, correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't see like a wound I, uh, on Meg Ryan. Yeah, she's like she's like very carefully placed on top of her it's, backpack. Like she, she doesn't look like she just got hit by. A I don't. Truck. I just don't. Yeah. I, the whole time I'm thinking like like he's like no 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 you're gonna be okay and it's like yeah she will she looks fine yeah, you, don't, you don't you don't die from that, that definitely that definitely it you can you can I, she definitely that. has like a, no, but, a scratch on her no forehead. but I, I give me blood I, I i don't know why i wondered if that's like a thing on her contract where she was like i have to still look hot like, no, no i think what, that, i, I think that it was to save good. the pg-13 rating because there's a limit for how much blood you can have in a movie before it becomes mm, rated r they're really? probably already right up against the uh rating because there scene. is a sex scene and then a masturbation scene that is very clearly a masturbation scene. So that's why, like, when Nick Cage falls and he has like three dots of blood on his forehand and then like ketchup on his hands to be like, ah, <laughs> oh, blood. And then when Meg Ryan's just laying there, she has like a tiny little scratch. I think that's a ratings thing. Yeah. It also, to avoid the R rating, there's that when he lands. And he, you know, he's a human for the first time. He looks at the blood and he goes, frick. Oh, yo, shout out to, <laughs> sh- we skipped right over Nick Offerman as construction man through number no three. No way, really? Yeah, no, I like paused it whenever I was yeah. watching the movie. It's like a young Nick Offerman with no beard or anything. Just uh, Hell yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Man. I was like, um, Ron Swanson there? Yeah. I definitely thought that landed the grief. Yeah, and no, it worked for me. It did. Um, but more particularly when he's talking to Andre and yeah. they're and they're just like, damn, ain't that some shit? Like yeah. that conversation was really good. Uh I just generally like the idea of Andre coming back. Here's another question I had about the end, because first I think that the hit by a truck thing was just way too out of nowhere for me. Mm-hmm. Like it it was just it was almost comical because it was just like, wow, it's because this is like a Romeo and Juliet type story, right? Like it's it's forbidden love. That's the basis of it. The dramatic irony is there of him coming back and then her dying. But the reason Romeo and Juliet is like ultimate dramatic irony is they die because they think each other is dead. Yeah. yeah. Like that's a much more effective way to execute something like this. But did you because I almost I felt that it's supposed to kind of imply that God was punishing him. Like when he's calling out at all the angels and everything, because it did have that slightly creepy vibe that built up to that moment. It gave an insinuation of like, 
they're not all so great. They're actually pissed that you're doing this and you're going to pay. And then this is what happened. I think that because that kind of general confusion I had is why the grief did not land for me. It's nothing to take away from the performance, because I do think, especially in that scene that you guys are highlighting, like Nick Cage does give a good performance there. But if the movie's emotional beats aren't going to land for me leading Mm. up to the big payoff moment, then the payoff isn't going to work for me. Mm -hmm. Also, why doesn't it end with like her being an angel? Maybe it does. Well, I don't. I don't think that that's that's how it works in this reality. You don't become an angel when you die. In the beginning, wanted to be an angel. Yeah, there's a great. And then he says, "Can't do it." What if I made her little wings out of paper? Yeah. Oh no. (laughs) She said, "What good would wings be if I couldn't feel the wind in my face?" Oh no, that was bad. (laughs) That's a great segue to the first cage gory, Mm -hmm. which is best quotes. Uh, not a lot of great cage quotes in this movie. There's some actually there's some, some actively some... really bad and really corny quotes. In this. I like I like the the big one at the end. The, where, I would rather have yep. had one breath of her hair. Yeah. What does that mean? One kiss of her mouth. <laughs> one touch of her hand. The thing is, then eternity without it. The thing is, I, what, he's like nice. when he's not a human yet. He is like sniffing her all the time. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's and not every... smelling anything. Not Sniffing everybody. What's he's up? doing it to everyone, to be fair. And he yeah. does it, but he can't smell. <laughs> yeah, why do you. <laughs> I just. I'm sorry. I don't think Meg Ryan gets a line at all. Like, she doesn't get, like, a slogan. Like, does she have a thing? She doesn't have, like, a line. Like, I mean, anything, like, profound, you mean? There's, like, like no, the anything that's, like, like memorable. No, memorable. Her, her she's kind of. Anne has a better line than uh, Meg Ryan has yeah. the whole time, where she's just, like, the whole thing, just like, every man you meet is either married or a gyno. Never date a man who knows more about your vagina than you do. That's, that's, oh, there's some fun pitter patter in the movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit that. There's some, some, like, 90s kind of back and forth there you know I, I everything that the uh clarence character says like every everything he says is yeah. pretty good and funny i he think was great great performer oh my he god i so loved him good. do you have do you have a favorite quote lee <sighs> nothing sticks out everything it's not a quotey movie says is weird <laughs> What what do you Where even pop up for the quotes? What does it taste like? Describe it like Hemingway. Yeah, some things are true whether you believe them or not. It, it's just all this back and forth where they're talking right past each other yeah. and just just vibing hard mm-hmm. because their words are not uh, compatible. It's her being like, "What the fuck is going on?" and him being like, "What good would wings be?" Yeah, or him being like, "On your face, uh, can can you read this to me?" <laughs> And then, you know, remember when when they first meet and she's like, she's like, hey, this visiting times are over. Who are you here to see? And he's like, I'm here to visit you. And she's like, that's I don't, I don't need a visitor. And yeah, like, I don't need a he's visitor. Like, yeah, you do. And she's like, I'm not sick. And he's like, she knows, man. She knows he's a fucking angel. You know, it's like you job. said, you know, she's like, no, I don't need I'm good. I don't need if an angel. that didn't creep you the fuck out. That's the thing is you I, want her to be scared. Yeah. No, so. One of the funnier lines that is supposed to be played for a powerful moment is whenever uh, Nick Cage shows up unannounced to this uh, this Tahoe lake house, uh, mountain house, whatever. Um, like she shows up and she's just Maggie's like, what happened? Such as says free will. Oh my God. <laughs> that was that so good. So bad. <laughs> free will. Oh, my God. E. 
two coming to theaters this fall. I was uh, <laughs> oh, no. I was I was mugged by uh, a street gang that looked suspiciously like MS thirteen. <laughs> oh my god! Why do people cry? <laughs> oh, no. um, cool. next category cage gory is best cage moment. Uh, the sex scene is pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna go with just him coming back as an angel. That whole like five minute stretch was probably like the most fun that this movie Mm -hmm. had. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying, Lee. I'm I'm not saying that I want the whole movie to be silly. Like I don't want that. But I just think a movie with this premise needs to show us more of him adjusting to real life. Yeah, like you can't have that be the end. And like he's still like he's lived for like a day and it ends. And you're like. There's so much more story here. He's he. What is he gonna do? Yeah. How is he gonna make money? Yeah. It's just go to a construction site. Also, how did that guy get the job? He was just like, yeah, I'm not scared of heights. Can I have a job? <laughs> um. But anyway, I just like that's when the story like starts almost for me. Like I know this when the romance ends, but there's a whole second life. The sequel, baby. Let's go. Oh my god. Let's green light. I want well because he what we could have instead of all these scenes where they're just redundantly speaking to one another and like quote flirting, it could be scenes where he is almost being mentored by the Clarence character. I got it. Stop calling him that. Sorry. What's his name? Uh Nathaniel Messenger. Yeah, Nate Messenger. Um yeah, there can be scenes where like they're doing walk and talks where he's explaining how to be a human being to him. Like he's the mentor character. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. It doesn't have to be funny and silly, but that would be like interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have a favorite I, I moment? It's almost to go more hard genre than it even was. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would have Yeah, I mean, do I have a favorite moment? Oh, man. I can't I can't think of one, honestly. <laughs> I really don't. Nick Cage wasn't really my favorite part. Then no. what was? Was it Meg Ryan? I really liked Meg Ryan. I really, my favorite part of the movie was that there were things that they showed visually that gave me a sensation. The angels. Like they're trying, the they were trying to, sh- yeah, the beach. It's a good moment. They, they were trying to Nick show Cage you. Nick Cage at the beach. That's a great moment. They were trying to show you sensations that human beings have that we never talk about. Mm-hmm. Like the pair, you know. The, the feeling that you get when it's cold outside and you have the heat from your skin kind of going into the air. Like they were trying to depict things to make you feel through the eyes of Nick Cage. And that was my favorite part. Discovering the world. Uh, next category is good cage or bad cage. Bad. Yeah, it's not great. I don't I think. I, think I mean, what bad. are we comparing it to? Is he? What do you want out of cage? Is, just give it to you. Is he good or is he bad? Okay, if I had to compare him to the one, what's the movie that Harry's doing? Adaptation. Adaptation. If I had to compare him to Adaptation, then no way. Yeah. But if I had to compare him to Moonstruck or like, like that was pretty bad. You think I, this is better than oh, Moonstruck? No, no, no. no. I, th- I thought his quality of acting because he was like way mm. younger. That's a yeah. That's a good like, point. Like he I doesn't don't know. I, I, now, it, now it's in my head with what Hunter said because I almost wonder if like. This was like a poorly written character. It is. And so he's trying to force. He does what he can. Like, like, was he trying to perform something or was it written to be that way? Or was he going off the dome as to what he thought Angel was supposed to act like? I, I think the central issue with this, the reason it's not good cage is 
Cage needs to be able be allowed to make like hard choices. And I think that this movie refused to make hard right. choices. Mm-hmm. It like, asked him to yeah. be extremely it's very true. It, it has um, to be in between a bunch of different shit. So essentially yeah. almost a blank slate. Exactly. Very it just way too subdued. Cause at least in in leaving Las Vegas, like he's very subdued, but he does it in a way where he plays up this uh what he he has fallen to a level that is so low that the the subdued comes from like this defeat not not defeat but like a low like such a low that you can hit as a person that's what he does in that movie and this one is just yeah like you said a blank slate um how many cages out of 10 and this is a different thing from good or bad this is how cagey does he get it's like a one i'd go i go like two maybe three yeah i'd, I'd put it up there a I, little bit what's what's a one then you know like, yeah like this, this is, is the lowest i've seen yeah this is the lowest that i've ever seen nick cage in i don't movie. i don't even want to know what a one is but i i do <laughs> think that that he does like he has it's moments a, it's in a two here because yeah. of like one or two scenes in the entire yeah. movie, but the rest yeah. of it, he's playing it so flat. Yeah. And even when he is flat, there are moments where there that talent shines through. You know, he is this mm-hmm. again, like this blank slate, but you, you're getting something there, even if it's like marginal. I think he this was like his first time being able to not be his typical super cagey self. Yeah. And I think he was like trying to be like, I'm see, I'm a serious actor too, guys. I can do a romance. But that's not what we want from Cage. I'm sorry, man. Well, I could do a serious romance, not like Moonstruck. It, yeah, it would. It's it's too hard, I think, for him. Because I'd say like 80 percent of acting is like I'm not joking. It is what you look like um like casting directors will say this like most of their job is just like figuring out the exact look that they need and casting that and then the other part is what makes them great casting directors if they can get that extra something mm-hmm. but like he doesn't look like a, a leading man in any sort of romance no. like he he does he's ugly oh. I, don't I mean but i think it's Lee's, co- i think Lee's point is that this is as close as it gets for him i don't know if we get another one ever this was his try at it yeah that he gets as close as he gets here um which brings us to recaging couch if we were to take nick cage out of this who could we slot in i gotta look up like because jackman was very interesting christian bale man bale bale would be so good yeah we we need a little bit older bale for this movie the mic stand has i'm just i'm holding it hey speaking of christian slater like young Slater, not yeah. not super young, but like younger Slater. Yeah. That's a good pick because he's like he has that edge to him where you're like, what is your deal, man? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I actually I like Christian Slater a lot. I mean, the easiest one to take from this time period is Tom Hanks, but obviously, I don't make I don't re- want Tom Hanks to be in this movie. It's another Tom, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Yeah, I mean they're in a, <laughs> another rom com together in the same. Well, year. remake remake what Ghost about, and just here's, have here's Swayze a wild again. one. Here's a wild one. Another uh, guy who is trying to step into the rom com scene with a movie this year. It's a very different movie, but I think I'd like it more. Adam Sandler. 
the same year as the wedding singer. Oh boy, I don't know. I want to see. One. I want to see him Abs- as an angel. No, it's the opposite. No imagine this. Imagine little up. Nikki. It's the opposite of that. Thank you for bringing that up because I think Adam Sandler has the same exact issue that he, everybody wants to see him in an Adam Sandler type movie. That he, if he were to do a romance, which he has tried to do, like Spanglish. You remember that? He's but he's like succeeded at rom coms. Yeah, it's I mean, just that this isn't. There's no com here. Yeah, yeah exactly. No he yeah. could never. If if you put Adam Sandler in this movie, it wouldn't work at all. It would be a train wreck. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom, nineties Cruise could do he it. I, is, I swear to you. I yeah, think, yeah. No, this is two years scary. after Jerry Maguire. He's so he scary. Absolutely could do. But it. he was. He was. Yeah. He always back then played the most convincing guy ever, mm-hmm. and he has to convince this lady to fucking be in love with him. And also, he was. Uh, more traditionally handsome so it makes sense that she would look at him and not be immediately scared <laughs> I just had two come to creepy. mind um, he's always a little creepy one of them was the first one uh, which is if we took like 2010 Bradley Cooper put this in this movie and then I thought let's just take 1990s Brad Pitt and put him in this movie <laughs> Ooh. Yes, I mean I just, meet that, Joe Black I, that, that romance I buy a thousand percent there's other actors though of course, that's so. true. You guys always <laughs> pick these same guys. Sean Penn. It's always Tom Cruise. We could and Brad get Pitt. we could get young Richard Gere in there. I would like it. to see. I would like to see hey. like a sexy black guy. Don mm-hmm. Cheadle. Yeah, Don Cheadle is younger than this. Uh, so Don, Don Cheadle is isn't sexy. Some, Don Cheadle's um, pretty sexy. He's flavor. <sighs> who Who do you think? Nineteen ninety eight. Denzel. But who, Denzel, who has Will to be, Smith? Okay, let's make it even more Denzel. fun. Where it has to be an actor kind of like that you wouldn't want to see in a romance who is typecasted. Who Eddie Murphy. Be, I Okay. <laughs> Fuck me. He's just as, uh, as poor of a fit Wayne as Brady. Nick Cage. Let's take 2021 yeah, Daniel Kaluuya Wayne, and put him in this role. Wayne Brady from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yo. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> he would be that's perfect. not bad. Wayne Brady playing the straight man. This is man. him trying to have his serious role. Mm-hmm. Like, I, mean, I would hate it. Uh, this, this is kind of the time period that Jim Carrey would try and take a role like this. Yeah. But then it would, would have it to work? be, he comes down to earth really quick and the whole movie is him doing slapstick. <laughs> but I mean, well, this is what what year was Truman show is that 1998 it's around this time it's right around this time listen I mean, it, that movie is there's like a little bit of like kind of slapstickiness to it but for the most part that movie is like a drama I'm gonna say that I really don't think Cage was actually even the first pick for this I think that this script would have e- easily hit Hanks first Hanks obviously said no um, if you got Meg you're going for Hanks mm-hmm. uh, and it, it probably hit some of these names before it went to Cage because any casting director in the fucking world would be like, he's not our romantic lead, but he will sell the movie. He will make profit. There are some guys who are romantic leads who are fitting for the role and would make money. He mostly just would make money. He was selling out theaters, but he wasn't the first pick. So uh, director Brad Silberling wanted um, unknowns that for the that's a that's the then it's just a the tv leads. movie yeah that's insane and then yeah, Kate, Ryan, cage and ryan dude. were were tapped once they realized that they needed uh essentially movie what stars di- here's 50 million dollars to make this movie he's like you know i don't want any famous people 
No, what, dude? Come on. That's no, that's and are the, you out of your mind? That's what you do now if you're making a rom com that's going straight to Netflix because that's where these movies go now. Mm-hmm. But not nineties. It was like you put at least one, preferably two A listers in your movie, and it will make two hundred million dollars. I, I have a cage. I have a cage category. A cage. Oh, a new one. You're introducing a new category. Cage yeah. Category? Yeah. 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 Uh, make this movie today with Nick Cage, but with your spin on it. Oh, um, no. what's the movie your that came out in like 20%? But I don't even mean just Where, this movie, like the City of Angels. What I mean is like make this type of movie. So this genre. Does he have to play the same role? No. Okay. Well, I would, he's not playing the same role today. No, I would. And, I would do City of Angels, but. I would have him fall to earth in the first act. That would be the break from act one to act two is he falls to earth. Yeah. But what I'm mostly trying to say is like recreate this type of movie again with Nick Cage. This type of movie with Nick I would Cage. I would make but, it way crazier. But he's way old now. He's not. Then it wouldn't be the genre. Is is he old now or is it back then? Because you said it's my, now. So old Cage. He's hmm. he's out of his mind on like pills. <laughs> but it's still so it still has to be a romance with old Cage. Well, just just think about recreating the genre. Or can today. it just be a, uh, a Nick Cage in a Christian movie? Because he did that in 2014 with the movie Left Behind, um, that's where Christian the apocalypse movie? happened. Oh, yeah, the, the apocalypse happened. And, oh, yeah, and, and then it, this small group of people were there, and the world went to chaos. Okay, to answer your question, Lee, I would ask a question, which is, how many movies with this type of tone do we have? So zero. St- well, strictly romance films that we have that I've seen recently. The only one off top is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Okay. Which isn't even an American movie. Yeah. But it, it, you, it yeah, you're right. It, but it's like a straight romance. Like, yeah, it, it has humor. It's like funny. It's, it's just like a whip smart script. So there are going to be funny moments in it. But like it, the, it's not a comedy. It's a romance. Yes. What American romances have like, what's the last one you saw that was like newer? That's not a rom-com. Do they make them? That's exactly yeah. what I'm like trying it, to it's say. It's Nicholas Sparks like it's, movies yeah, and Hallmark's movies. That's what I'm trying movies. to say. It's like, where, what would you do today? If let's I say it has to have there's comedy. a pendulum, like there's a pendulum something. of things that get popular and things that lose steam and things that get popular. I got two words for you. Lake house. I was going to say like, what if James Cameron made this movie? It was like, I'm going to make Titanic two, but it's with Nick the, Cage and Meg Ryan. I would get the, I would tap the director of crazy rich Asians. What's his name? John Chu. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I need him. He's visually really, really good. I think he would nail down a look for this because this, you know, this movie had a, a really interesting look, but it didn't quite match the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I think he would figure out how to make it look at the very least. In think, the Heights is definitely going to have some major romance to it. Absolutely. I think that, that nowadays it's not enough to just do a romance, which you know this movie does it's not just a romance it's you know back to the sci-fi angle like that's kind of what we get now nowadays you know does this qualify for your list your letterbox list? almost sci-fi you're almost sci-fi it's just the the issue is it's it's a hard question to answer because romances that get made now that aren't on tv are it's like the last one i saw was probably safe haven a nicholas sparks movie and all of the movies like this that get made now are starring like 24 year olds, like even like way younger than mm-hmm. Ryan or Cage even are. Yeah. Like really young people. You're right. Um, because I think they figured out that like 
40 year old women also like want to be young they want to be young or they won't go to a movie theater and watch a movie they'll mm-hmm. just put on hallmark or lifetime or something like that. um and they love nick and that Cage. and that movie safe haven was really really brutally bad of course um it yeah. but it also had the the side character that uh the our lead is talking to the whole movie mm-hmm. at the very end turns out to be a ghost <laughs> i just That's, it, i'm telling you it's this is nicholas sparks stuff i think that this movie just like i i said it before i think this movie just had a hard ceiling on it like i just don't i don't think there's no matter who you any, put in there well no matter even if you like tune up the script a little bit of it i think that just if you just take the bare bones of this movie it's not ever going to be a masterpiece, okay. even if you do a lot of reworking. And I mean, this movie is not the idealized version of itself, but I also don't think the idealized version of itself is necessarily a great movie. No, anyways. I think I disagree. I think that I can't I can't put old cage in it. I'm sorry. I cannot figure that out. But hold on, though. I think I know how to make it good without making without fully changing the tone, because I my brain just wants to make it a comedy because there's so much comedy in it. But what you do is you have way way better dialogue first of all where like they're actually connecting Mm -hmm. on a level that's not just like vibes Mm -hmm. like it makes sense what they're saying to each other i i want her to find out relatively early that he is an angel but he doesn't change until really late oh okay so she finds out and also there's way more of an arc with her coming to accept that where like she is scared of him at first she doesn't get what's going on uh but he is an angel and like they have the vibe and he's also very convincing and their conversations are so like tightly written that you actually buy that like after maybe an hour of this you know like they get to know each other they have a romance while he's a ghost but they're an angel but she you know they he just like can't do it then he finds out pretty late that he actually can like the uh dennis or whatever drops it on him like kind of late in the game he's like well you know what you know, all right I, I used to be an angel you really just can do it then if you he want. does it and then meg ryan dies yeah if, you still keep the death in there if we gotta have her die i would have her die in a more uh dramatic irony type way like i would have her die in a way that that doesn't just like literally come backing out of a romeo and juliet but (laughs) just something where like if you want it to be a real tragedy like he comes back and then like she's like you're like you're a little kid like Mm -hmm. i can't be with you you don't even know what it is to be a human like i can like maybe help you but like this I feel like I'm molesting you. You know, like you know what I mean, though. Like she, it should be really weird. Like it is. He's a child. Mm. It is. I mean, and and the weird part is that like that's what made Cage want to gravitate towards the movie. What? <laughs> that the? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's exactly what he said. There is a quote here uh in wikipedia somewhere where he said um that he was eager to start in a more profound film when he received steven's screenplay he agreed to accept the role noting the spiritual issues in the story and the impact it had on him but not elaborating on his own beliefs i have to say that i hope that romantic or at least more sensitive movies do come back without having to have the catch of it being witty or funny or like, like I think portrait of a lady on fire was really intense and yeah, this it is made soft. me feel things. 
This is a soft know? little movie. Yeah, but it's it doesn't have the the draw of it being funny or being it's played up. There right. is it's, one uh, big romance that we missed that was on all of our top ten lists the year that came out. It does still have comedic elements to it, but the big sick. The big sick is a romance first. It's like it's, is, pre- it's it's pretty funny too, but like it does not work without what that about um, romance. What about Call Me by Your Name? Well, that's what I was going to say for the way to do forbidden love that's rooted in any reality right now is to make it gay love like that. No, that's not a weird thing to say. Like, that's how you do the heterosexual stories that can be told. That's how you make love like forbidden or like taboo or you you make it and you jack up the intensity so much when no one can know or if the character themselves is it feels weird. Every movie could just be that stereotype. Oh, of course not. I'm just saying like that's that's how you do it. I want to see more straight. Yeah. white people like together. the movies we're talking about it's it's like uh portrait of a lady on fire uh call me by your name moonlight like it's that mm-hmm. type of movie now broke back this, this Be- movie broke. kind of reminded i don't know why i just thought of like uh the little mermaid it's kind of like that without all the magicals mm-hmm. we're like, part of your world it's like, that's not yeah that's what not if i don't know he still has like had a an similar... i want song in the middle of this movie is it better what do he they does call sing them? at one point wings he a person <laughs> Uh, do you think that he like he was just like don't worry guys I have an idea for this take and he like try he tried to do a full on dance number I just improvised and they were like uh okay Nick yeah just, we'll see what we can keep of that I say that that I hope that this genre comes back because we're getting a lot of of movies about like sexual assault and like sexual trauma and what I hear from my friends in the dating world is that it's really hard to like navigate relationships right now because like sex has been the discussion socially around like the me too movement and stuff like that has made flirting and Mm. made like trying to interact with people really uncomfortable because you don't know if you're crossing a line you, you don't you know have how to, to get communicate. on tinder there's no other like, like i'm not joking okay well i've never been on tinder but i i think romantic movies even though they this particular one is a bad example because it's a little weird and corny but i think romantic movies need to kind of re-educate people on how to be intimate with each other again because we're not having those conversations right now um it's an interesting take yeah for sure a star is born Okay. Yeah, Ma'am. it's not funny. Uh, it's a straight romance. Um, it has quite a, an amount of plot to go along with that. So does this movie. Uh, and it rules, in my opinion. I love that movie. If Meg Ryan were addicted to drugs or something, like you need something in it to make it edgy. To make it a to movie. Be the same it has, car. has to be yeah. a conflict. Yeah. I, the problem is that if you just took this movie and you didn't add any more spice to the pot, this is a Netflix movie. Like, yeah. that's just what it is. That's These true. movies, because unless you are making A Star is Born, which has... Bradley Cooper, who's an A-lister, and Lady Gaga, who is an A-lister of music, in your movie to sell it so that people will come see your film, then it's not going to make any fucking money. Bombshell looked like that was going to make a lot of money because it was just like, oh, it's got Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Long shot. Well, Long shot, not bombshell. Bombshell, completely bombshell, different so movie. That's different. the Fox movie. Um, but Long Shot was a failure in the box office. Like this, these movies are just going to a streaming. Service it makes nowadays. me sad because I love those black and white movies from like the twenties, thirties. Hey, look, 40s, I just 50s. watched His Girl Friday like, I, like two weeks I ago. I feel like those movies great. will they not have a renaissance? Is that what you guys are saying? Is that those movies are going to come back? I think that they will. Everything comes in phases. The, the genteel, like I'm going to. 
be courteous to you and there's like never a sex scene it's just let's <laughs> flirt and love and just like be okay with like you, yeah. being intimate well, with the, each other if, if you replace if you replace meg ryan with a cow then you get <laughs> do you think that Sarah that's re- that's really true <laughs> do we think yeah. that sarah mclaughlin's gonna make a comeback? first cow um, who's gonna make a comeback first sarah mclaughlin or the good what girls? that's that's you're like verging into like make america great again territory <laughs> what like why don't can we have a romance where like they never touch <laughs> i'm so sorry that you guys are so used to seeing fucking perfect looking people with perfect breasts and perfect faces shooting at each other and doing 150 different plots all within the same story oh, and like I calling that quality film I because say, it like yeah. to me Marvel movies and stuff like that that is like like the scrolling culture of film in my opinion because you're just getting inundated with lights and sounds and information and plot and dialogue but when you compare that to like the the movies that Audrey Hepburn and like the greatest back in the day used to actually I am that old, ladies and gentlemen. I, Ernest is dating a sixty-seven-year-old. You're like us to our face right now, but, as we're like you act like we only ever talk about superhero movies. You're acting like podcast. I like superhero but movies. You guys are making the case right now that there's no place for movies like this except straight to Netflix. I'm saying no place to make money. I'm not saying that I want that. Did to be Portrait the thing of a Lady on Fire make any money? Hell no. no. It was a. No. It was a. It didn't make any money. Everybody talked no about it. Money at all? It was a because, foreign film that like film nerds like. And you know why? people liked it is because it got a wide release on hulu and it was on the front page for a month how did call me by your name do did it make money it got awards buzz. Well, it, it, the if thing is you to hope that your movie is quality enough that you can but get nominated making, for wars and people is making money it. equal to successful yeah in 2021 it is um in terms it's of like fortunate well because you want more of these movies they have to make money to have more of them right like yeah. or otherwise it won't reason. get made so yeah, yeah it has to make money or else you won't get more like like that's just the that's the only way but you're also these movies are different from this this is this movie has like a 50 something million dollar budget call yeah. by your name doesn't have anything near that like mm-hmm. so we're talking three, about three and a half mil yeah we're right. talking about a movie that like a stars born's closer it, it has some budget um it's just do people do people want to go to the movies and experience something heavy and sad like i love it but like does the general audience want to go to the movies and cry and but then also not get like an adrenaline rush of like something epic yeah that's the thing with that's, star is born is you cry but you also feel like a trial oh I don't yeah, know. It's it's ending. a great question because I would love for movies of this nature to exist. Just maybe not like we had the same of discussion this quality. about Moonstruck whenever we watched Moonstruck. Because I feel like a movie like Moonstruck that has a little bit more fun with the genre is more likely to get made than this. Mm-hmm. Also, it has a smaller budget, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. much smaller. Um, before we wrap it up, I did want to shout out uh, the director of this movie real quick because he's had some he's had an interesting career brad silbering really really weird so imdb before this he made casper the ghost oh, yeah. <laughs> the friendly ghost that was hey. his debut hey. then he made this uh then he made a movie called moonlight mile which is like dustin hoffman jake gyllenhaal and uh susan sarandon wow like, oh, yeah. i want to see that that looks fucking crazy then <laughs> oh, he does God. lemonies think it's a series of unfortunate events with jim carrey banger banger movie uh then something called 10 items or less and then that 
Will Ferrell. Yeah. The uh, the Ten Lost. Items or Less, the TV have, show on TBS? The movie uh, version of have it. You guys he has a lot seen, of TV credits. Have you guys ever seen Land of the Lost? Yeah, the movie sucks. It's awful. Like, yeah. it is truly a terrible that, movie. That's a movie that should have just been rated R. Like, I think it's like PG. Land of the Lost? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. It. Make I mean, it like yeah. super. Uh, yeah. Danny McBride in it. <laughs> it's like PG. Um, and then then he made something with Ben Kingsley called An Ordinary Man that just looks like a movie that doesn't exist. Interesting guy. Uh, Brad Silverling. So the other thing I wanted to bring up, and uh, we've been teasing it a bit throughout, is the soundtrack of City of Angels. It's good. Uh, 1998. One of the, the all-timer 90s it's soundtracks so, it's like crazy soundtracks used to be like a thing like i, I don't think nowadays it's like move they just put lin-manuel miranda in there and they call it a day and and you like that ernie you and hunter like that <laughs> now in the before times they used to amass a they would pay three hundred thousand yeah, dollars to warner media a huge and get the access to a catalog of albums and be able to pick well but that's that's what you think but then you read into it and you realize that john rez reznik of the google doll did he write it for this wrote iris ah! for this movie i was listening to it and i i almost wrote that down as a note like th- this is the only way the lyrics I make sense give up yeah. forever to yes you. because and otherwise the, you know you just the acoustic the version of this i'm gonna song. lose my fucking mind man how did that not get a best original song nomination right that is the we did, I was really waiting for it to kick in with the full it band doesn't. at that moment. It, it doesn't. doesn't. I that no, but I was listening to the lyrics and I was like, I've always thought these lyrics were really weird yeah. and not confu- and not sensible. And watching this movie, they You're make like, sense. But but I was like, there's no way that it was written for this because yeah. that would be too. This is their big, biggest song. That is the biggest right? impact of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one knows about this movie nowadays, I, but uh, everyone knows that song. No. Man, real shame that it didn't get nominated. These were the other nominees uh, for best original song this year. When you believe from the Prince of Egypt won. Yeah, that was a popular what? song. This is the one that should have won. I don't want to miss a thing from Armageddon. Oh, How did that baby. not win? Yeah, Are you yeah. kidding me? That song is so much bigger of an impact i couldn't hum a single note of that uh that'll do from babe pig in the city Uh, shout out to harry um (laughs) number one babe fan fan. uh a soft place to fall from the horse whisperer dude (laughs) that also sounds like a name of a song that would be in this movie a soft place to fall yeah now um and then the prayer from quest for camelot i mean this this is how did iris by the goo goo this is as good as this is like striking absolute gold when you when you're like huh you know we should uh we should get somebody to write a song for this who do we got who do we got uh goo goo dolls that guy Sure. Had slide already come out before this. That's probably why they have a fifty-five million dollar budget. But then you watch the film and you're like, "What did they do with that? Money? Yeah, where did that money <laughs> went go? straight to Goo Goo Dolls? It's all green screen in the Goo Goo's." <laughs> I have and to say Paige. that there is a song by Peter Gabriel. Yeah, there's some other stuff here. Who's yeah, in it that that is one of the best songs about death. Which I want I that grieve. to be a segment. By the way, songs about death. Uh, yeah, I would love to talk about songs about death because what songs have actually moved you about death? Um, 
Eric Clapton actually wrote Tears in Heaven about this movie. Oh my God, you're such um, a little bit Tears in Heaven, but it is sad great. that his baby died. Yeah, I'm just going to quote Sa- Phoebe Bridgers exactly. on this podcast. Someone great from LCD Sound System. That's fucking, a, I cry in yep. my car every time that song comes on. This one, if you actually listen to it, which I recommend, it is very, very moving in a beautiful way. It, it, you go through emotions throughout this song. I think you should listen to it. It's very good. We also got a shout out Angel by Sarah McLaughlin. The classic. Was that written for this song? That would be no, that would be so in no. fucking insane. I'll oh walk out. Oh my god. Um no, I don't I don't believe it. I think was. that song came out before this. Um, um well, I mean, that's the thing about um the whole Warner Media uh thing. It's like this is a Warner Brothers movie, so they you know, it came out around the same time. So they put it on the soundtrack and the album kind of concurrently. That's but so no, it wasn't written for the film as the Goo Goo Dolls one uh, was. Um, that song is is just synonymous with the 90s. Um, and then the closer track of the whole movie is Alanis Morissette Uninvited. It's such a good song. Um, which if you look up the single... Um, the cover art is Meg Ryan stretching her arms out on the bicycle. Do we think that, do we think that similar? <laughs> it's it's just an image. Of, it should have. Why didn't they use ironic then? Uh, <laughs> no. Don't you think? That's do we song. think that like we should? It's bring, like an angel that comes to earth. <laughs> should we bring that back? And his girlfriend dies. Of production studios <laughs> tying music and uh, the movies together, but we can have like Top Dog sign with A twenty four. So A twenty four just has access to just like all. They A twenty four does not have enough uh, movies about people of color. A twenty four is we obviously tons of credit. It's. At the very least, it's mostly movies for white people. So I don't know about Top Dog, it, like an Isaiah Rashad track ending up in like. They did some pretty good mid nineties. I just want to hear like yeah. I want to hear like no, I know, I know. I'm just saying like in general. I want to hear like Man of the Year at the end of fucking. <laughs> at the end of like Lady Bird. Yeah. Um, soundtrack is great. I think that's that's pretty much all she wrote, huh? Uh, I mean, you yeah. gave, you rated it a six at best. Yeah, film. yeah. I was feeling like uh, a five or six out of ten. You I know? would give that. I didn't I hate it. That same rating. Like I, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Andrew? I didn't like it. I, I was. It's mostly because I was frustrated because there were good things in it. Yeah. And I could see all they had to do was commit one way or the fucking other, and they just fucking wouldn't. Like yeah. it. It reeks of being a script that has just been worked to death trying to figure out what to do like they're like okay well when do they're asking the same questions we are like okay when does he come to earth like when does he and i think they just decided the wrong shit well yeah i give I, this movie I, like a strong three to a light four i uh i don't like this movie i, I think it, this I'll is give a, it a movie i'll give it a five it's I, I thought it was below average so probably like a four-ish i don't know I, five I just, to me I just isn't average just i'm not i'm not mad that i watched it i'm glad that i watched it especially because i was it's, struggling it's, to remember the movie doing this it's podcast one of your faves I, no i'm happy i watched it 
was it was fascinating. Honestly, yeah, it's, not it's, one of my faves. It's definitely not. It is no, just, it is it is one of the is, best movies no, that you've ever encountered. You have it's, the poster of City of Angels. No, it greets us no, as we enter your new lovely home. Literally one of the few Nicolas Cage movies I've ever seen. So when you said you were like really grappling over yeah. which movies you were gonna do, when you think Cage, you go you, straight to. Or if you recall, you City were Angels. having a hard time filling all the slots. And you were right. like, I can't find anybody else to do another Nick Cage one. And we need this many to do this week. And I was like, well, have you ever seen City of Angels? And you were like, what's that? And then you looked it up and you're like, no way. And I was like, fuck. So I'm Ernest gave you like the sloppy sequence of choices. I got to do this shit. This was, no, happened. this I think this was a good choice. It was a yeah, good I mean, change of showing, pace. It's showing but the not my favorite movie. Cage's career. Not exactly. my favorite movie by any means. I'm just making a case for it because. I'm, no, it is. Because I watched it a hundred times because I was too broke to have more than like 10 VHS tapes. So that was that. A Knight's Tale. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, just the first one. And the Beatles, uh, Yellow Submarine. That's Damn, all we had. What man. a collection. <laughs> that's that's all of cinema right there. Back in 1952. <laughs> Before it came out. <laughs> yeah, like we just watched Citizen Kane and we watched Cimarron on repeat. All right. Well, we got to wrap this baby up. So are you are you dating Mank? <laughs> <laughs> I love Mank. I, I don't know. I want credit. Mank, Mank fucks me with the candle. Well, speaking light of on. old women, where is Meg Ryan now? She Can we talk about that. I mean, she went down a very uh, normal path for leading women in Hollywood. Shoot up yeah, and it's spit unfortunate. Out. Or, yeah, I mean, where she what happened. She was expected to stay beautiful. So she had a bunch of surgeries and they didn't go well. And so she looked like really brutal for a while. And oh, so no. she she couldn't be cast. Yeah, so I saw I saw this thing on Twitter the other day. She gets to look like a pill head. And he's yes, gonna get a yep, role seriously, there. like you can be an ugly as fuck guy even still and the, like act. The other day I saw this tweet that was like, uh, men don't age better than women they're just allowed to be ugly yep they were yeah and they were most of them were just ugly in the first place i think she looks great i think she's aged well well, no now but there was a period i think she may have grappled with some issues personal issues as well but like there was a period where it it, she was sort of unrecognizable i mean she just yeah we've talked about this well before that i mean this is a very long history of hollywood and it still happens to this day if especially if you are chosen if you are uh thumbed very early on as a young actress then uh, it's a shorter shelf yeah. life and she we saw her thumb herself in that tub yep it uh, happened to her uh-huh. um i think when harry met Sally's like an all-timer that oh, movie's yes. amazing. She's I think, incredible. I think, I think Dude, all of her Hanks movies are just uh, like... You've I mean, got Mail is an all-timer. Hanks looks rough. Oh, yeah. And by, he's um, still getting roles left and he's right. actually He's actually already ugly by You've Got Mail, which yeah. is like this yeah. year. Like He's, he's already got like kind of alcoholism face without being an alcoholic. He's yeah. never had a drink in his life. Um, Sleepless in Seattle, he's still very cute. Yeah. And, and that so, was early 90s. Yeah, they're both, they're both adorable in that movie. Castaway. I was just watching Castaway <laughs> Castaway, yesterday. he is sexiest. Yeah. He's, he's a little hunk. Imagine Nick Cage in Castaway. <laughs> no. He could do it. I want to see it. I, I, more sense. It might be fucking atrocious, but I want to see that. It. That Give movie me the cage is cut. The, the Hank show through and through. Okay. We got to end this. So thank you, Lee. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Sorry, um, I 
flicked you off earlier. I apologize. It's okay. It's part of the fun. We deserve it. Um, <laughs> we'll have you on again soon. I hope. Uh, we've there's been times we've had you on that your takes are just too fire, I'm and sorry. the 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 podcast goes up in flames and it gets deleted I'm too forever. Opinionated. Like, I just yeah. need to go back to the kitchen and shut up. You no. know what I mean, guys? No. You know what I mean? Hi, I know guys. Ernie tells you that, but I don't think it's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, please uh, check out the rest of this series. We're about the halfway point, I think. I think this is uh, the, the the halfway mark, this one today. Oh, is it? Oh. Um, so hmm. we uh, we got eight more to go. Um, if I'm counting correctly, I I'm just thinking last now. week was number eight. I, th- I think you might be right. I think, yeah, you so might, I think now not, we're so in we're the, the second, home stretch now. I think now we're in the second half. Yeah. Next week, we're talking Wind Talkers, which is another John Woo joint. And it's interesting because City of Angels, I thought would be the most like unseen of all the movies we're doing. Like if you go on Letterboxd and you sort by, by uh, like how many people have logged it. But wind talkers actually has less uh logs than city of angels so <laughs> is it even like available to watch yeah somewhere? yeah it's like on uh tubi or something okay cool. it's a tubi Shout original to tubi. um thank you for listening please rate review subscribe please follow the show on social media email us if you have any cage follow thoughts the website um yeah we have a new a site. Uh, we bought a mic.net, uh, also .org and .com uh, coming soon, maybe by the time you listen to this. Hunter wrote a piece. I did. Uh, you want to tell the listeners about it? Uh, yeah, I wrote a, uh, a recap of the Oscars um, because it was the weirdest ceremony ever. Um, from the presentation to the ordering of the awards to some of the awards given out themselves. And I just had lots of thoughts. Uh, we watched the ceremony together and it was it's a good time. It was a good time watching us together. I did have to rewatch like large chunks of it just because we were like talking and drinking while watching. We we're buzzing. Yeah, we were buzzing. Um, but yeah, check it out. Um, it's very fun. I go on a little tirade about how Daniel Kaluuya is my favorite uh, young actor right now. And I love that man. Yeah, I would run through a wall for him it, it's a good piece i i hope that you get a chance to to do this as frequently as you can because we're way overdue for a catch-up po- uh podcast yeah in this cage series so now that we have a website it's a good chance to like throw in some thoughts and some things that we would otherwise have in a catch-up episode so check it out we bought a mic.net um and uh please continue to uh recommend the show and donate if you can Thanks to all donors for donating. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.